Production. Recorded live. Welcome, everyone. Uh, good evening. This is uh, Saturday, September 17th, 2016, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And our topic is about TIs that are in, um, in prison via trafficking, RICO Act, violations, uh, secret societies, cabal. We want to just let it all hang out. All views and values by my callers do not reflect my own values. We will always keep the line respectful. I believe in healthy debate, but never to the point where it's too aggressive, where it becomes negative. The room shall always stay open until, you know, unless we have to get a hold of things. And let's begin. Welcome. Hi. This is Donna again. I wanted to give you those websites, um, biggerthansnowden.com. A lot of information. Awesome. And we ran a flyer off from New Crimes in America from that website. And we're going to pass that out to everyone along with um, David Boyd's information and probably James Lico and different information. Um, came across from my Facebook people, vigilantcitizen.com, and it's the origins and techniques of monarch mind control. And then it took you, took me to humanrightswatch.com. So I've only been on that site a little bit, but I really refreshed a lot of uh, information I've studied a long time ago. So it's a good one. Also, tortureinamerica.org. That is unbelievably educational. If I get a chance, did anyone get a chance to see the movie Snowden? I know it premiered last night. Oh, no. Yeah. I have a friend that's going tonight, so I'll hear about it tomorrow. Cool, cool. Because uh, by that bigger than Snowden and uh, that information about tortured individuals that he wants us to download, pass out after the movie, I believe this is about to come out. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's got to. Has any of you all been... I'm sorry. Go ahead. Have have any of you all been scanned? I'm just curious because I'm trying to figure out whether or not I want to spend the money to go out to where Melinda Kidder is. Um, I'm just curious if anybody's been scanned. No, I haven't. Okay. No, I haven't. I have kind of mixed feelings about it still. I think she's but trying to... That's why to I haven't done it yet. Uh-huh. I want to spend the money and it's not worth it, you know? Right. Have you ever I'm... talked to people that have had it done? I've talked to one person that's had it done, uh, and she swears by it. But that's not enough for me to make me a believer, I guess. It's, I like mm. to talk to more than one person. Right. 
Well, I know James wants to get it done, but it, again, it's so much money. Right. Uh, so wasn't it, we we missed uh, Darlene's call. Not used to that early time. Um, forgot about it. Um, what what was the topic today? Mm-hmm. We were talking about um, I, uh, Finn and Darlene did join at the end. Actually, the last uh, we extended almost to uh, nine thirty Eastern time. Um, she talked about one thing. Uh, Darlene's uh, request for congressional hearing has been submitted. Their affidavit. Somebody's spoken that. Uh, we are, um, <clears throat> for now, rather broke, but um, we're. I'm going to stay optimistic that we're going to get not only memberships, but if we can get some of the you know, federal grant money that I really hope will really come out, you know, <clears throat> since Snowden and everything comes out, you know, watch out. It might be, I'm going to think positive. It's going to be a landfill. <laughs> like they want to do everything right by us all of a sudden. You know, I don't know. That's how I see it, you know. Play nice if you want. And I hope the perps are getting scared. I hope they're getting scared because a lot of people that may not even have a clue about this still believe in the underdog. I don't think they ever understood that whistleblowers are quite respected. You know what I'm saying? How normal people feel. He was just stepping up to try to expose stuff. And this is, you know, the movie's worldwide. So already some places over in Europe are listening to him, downloading it. I know he had one of the uh, forums who was in, what, Polish, Russian. They're probably going to go with this, too. And I just uh, hope. So Darlene came at the end. Our topic was basically, I'm not going to lie, our topic was about, um, you know, betrayal of, uh, especially trying to trust those that are in trusted positions, like the you know, doctors, you know, people that we need, ministers, you know, that um, have failed us by their position of, you know, trust and power. They betrayed us, and that's that's pretty, you know, bad on top of our torture. And then I also kept mentioning, of course, Snowden movie, encouraging everyone, I'm going to see it tomorrow myself, me too. And, uh, FYI, it's on East Band even. Uh, Vice President Biden said some inappropriate things to a 13-year-old girl, and it was it's out there. Do you know how horny I get standing next to a 13-year-old? I can't believe he said it. He did. Oh, he did. You know, and people are, a lot of people are weirded out by that. I know I was weirded out by that. They did not care for that. They did not care for that. Well, and the fact that he kissed her, too. Well, is this Lauren? Yes, it is. He did kiss yes, her. You're is, right. He did. This is Teresa. I was on I was on the call, and I was wanting to, to ask Darlene, um, I didn't get a chance, how we can help. I mean, she was talking about, I'm not familiar that much with the organization, but the change in the name. So if I went to that website, could I donate there? Or I mean, she mentioned a lot about needing funds and that kind of thing. I don't know how funds, that works. And she would still have the fund, the money angle. I believe she's you know in IT. It will still transfer with the name, even at some. But she's just been really. If that name has brought us down, you know, it really has to yeah. a lot of well, habit. You know? Well, my and curiosity. What I was wondering is if I went to that website and donated there, that would get to her or. Uh, to the organization, yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sure. So that would help. And then, because it sound like and that was a real problem. Yeah. 
Now, did you get your affidavit in? Are you gonna, you know? Uh, no, because I'm not not a member, and so I I this is like time I've ever been on any call. It was it, I've never been on their call. In fact, Thirty dollars a year, and if you you know when you send your payment, if you consider it's on the website when you look and you start reading it about the affidavit process, uh, just to relay the fact all within conclusive of three page and have it notarized with your actual yep. signature. Exactly. I had read her. something I had read something about that and I have to admit that I was too scared to actually put myself out there like that. But after hearing, you know, Darlene and, and the courageous people that are really um are putting their stuff out there, and I think the more it, people become aware of it, the more more it's known. And this movie with Snowden sound like it's going to be helpful, and uh, the more people that are aware of it, I think it's and and that organization has been helpful. You know, because mm-hmm. I did a lot of research on the internet. You know, when I first realized something was going on for me, you know that that was the primary website, BFF C H. Uh, that website was the you know had a lot of really good information, but anyway, I just wanted to to know how I might be able to help Darlene. She just sounds like she's really a courageous individual, and uh, you are too, Lauren, for for uh, doing what you do. Oh, and I another thing I wanted to mention, and I don't know if anybody else is thinking this or not. I may be the only person in it, and I'm just conjecture. This just conjecture. This thing is, and I'm not pro or con. I'm not saying anything political about any anybody running in the presidential race. I'm just looking at Hillary Clinton, and um, I'm looking at her symptoms. And I don't know if it screams out to anybody else, but it screams out to me that uh, that being targeted. I think she is because when she that that coughing that she can't seem to clear her throat and she was never like that before and they said that she, you know, they somebody kind of said she has seizures or whatever. Um, yeah. And it's that one video like, where... And I'm not political, but she's got a lot of, you know, stuff stacked against her yeah. that seems kind of in pop. That's what I can't believe they would target her because it seems like if you got the money, money, you know, it seems like you can get what you want from her. You know, um, the party itself well, what, is pay and play, you know, sort of thing, you know? So I didn't understand why they would talk to her, I guess. She she appeases yeah. to big bank accounts, you know what I'm saying? Well, Darl, I don't think anybody can be excluded because even um, it's Darlene, right, on, on the other call, she was saying about, you know, Bush's family mm-hmm. suffering from some of this and Obama's daughter and, you know, I don't think, and I think that's maybe why Congress doesn't do a lot too, because, you know, I I think anybody is, you know, this could affect anybody, no matter how high up or how low you are. I think that the, um, whoever they are running with, and I'm going to say MIS, military industrial complex, but I'm not sure, but whoever these bullies are, I believe they're even overconscious of the president, you know what I'm saying? I think they're the yeah. real bullies. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think anybody's true. exempt. I don't think so, because I know Bush's passionate speech, if you're not with him, you're against him, I don't think he ever thought they would go after him or his kid. But that's right. I remember his kids. Didn't they have some uh, frat party drinking? Remember that? That was coming out? Yeah. yeah. 
That's a good thing that was targeting. Yeah, yeah. Bad comments about his daughters. Yeah. Partying in college. And we know about uh, uh, Maria. She's every time she's at some kind of party, there's some. She's either uh, sucking on the joint or a big bong is in front of her. The girl gets high. Come on, you know. And she's not very sneaky about it, you know. Yeah, but I, I see Hillary, and that's what I. That's what I see. Uh, you know what they're talking about, Hillary? Why was Biden and Hillary? Why did he have a long embrace and hug with her? I was just like, uh. uh yeah. Oh, and then you were talking about the daughter of Biden next to that girl. You know, yeah, he did that right in front of her parents. Yes, you guys. It was a photograph. It was in front of the parents. And it was and a tight sort of laughter. Bit. I don't know. But when he, and, yeah, and then it was yeah. like, we're going to come oh. back to your house. Hopefully we'll come, I can come, I'm going to come back to your house. I think that's, I'm going to have your daughter tonight. That's what I got out of it. Have your daughter prepared. That's what I got out of it. Well, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised that these pedophiles, pedophiles which you were talking about, that was kind of the main point of your of your thing, um, your call in is um that it may be those kinds of things are being done or traded for political position and wasn't the man the father being sworn into something? I don't know what he is sworn in a second term. I'm trying to think of the guy's last name. He's from um he's a Republican, I believe from Ohio. Public, I don't want he, to he's the speaker of that. the house. He's, he's been voted in, re-elected in, so he's been sworn in again, basically, by being voted in. I didn't in. want to ever accuse a parent of anything like that, but the fact is that you know those things were said in front of him, and Biden didn't seem to have any any qualms about saying no, that. No, I mean, and, um, and they just I laugh. Can, yeah, you know what? I really right now I encourage all of you if you have. Um, Options to get on the internet and look it up. I mean, it was on Dr. William Mouse, but he even he even it's on YouTube. He kept saying it's on eSpan, so it's not like something dark and hidden. It was taking place on November, uh, September 14th, three days ago. Okay, right. Born in first yeah, photograph. They've yeah, video. they've got YouTube videos on it. Oh, and the thing okay. on, on the thing on Hillary. If you notice in that, remember when everybody was. Uh, you know, like she was speaking, her head started jerking, and the, all the people in the pictures were holding up their cameras to her, or her, their phones, I mean, not their cameras, their phones. There's a guy that's behind her. You can't see him at first because he's hidden from you because he's on the other side of her. But he has got some kind of device in his hand, pointed, he's pointing it as far as he can. I don't know if it means anything or not, but he has the most evil gleeful look on his face that as she's having the seizure thing that is just very creepy. If you notice no, him, she no, makes you want to look at that. You guys, you got to look at that again. You guys remember when Hillary was up. I don't know. Is that when they pushed her into the, you know, when she was about to fall down, they pushed her into the back of the head? No. Um, no, this the is the one where, where she just has all those women gathered around her mostly and they have their their phones and they're they're uh, she's speaking to them and then suddenly her she starts jerking. Uh, her head, real weird. Yeah, like she's having a seizure. She yeah, and, it, and it, but yet she was sort of laughing and someone wanted to know is it like some kind of joke or something? But it was so peculiar the body yeah. language. Look yeah. at the guy. There's a guy that's hidden from view at the beginning of that video, but she steps yeah. kind of out of the way and you can see him pointing something at her, and he just has the most. A maniacal 
look on his face. And he's he's gleeful. You can just see in his face. I don't know. I I don't know if I'm reading something into that or not, but it just was weird. And you know, I just, I wow. see all over this. I really do. You know, I, you know what? That's something to think about. Because that means did did it is what Darlene said. Literally, nobody's face. You know what I'm saying? Nobody. Yeah. That's and kind of, you know, yeah. When you think yeah. about it, when you think mm-hmm. about it, Hillary has. You know, she's got a lot of stuff on her, but she has a lot of stuff on it, uh, other people. She sure and, does. And she ran afoul here recently of the FBI. She made the FBI look bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with Comey. I think that's interesting. But anyway, I think running, I think the FBI running afoul of them or making them look bad in any way, I think would really work against you. Yeah, you know, I've heard that years ago. I've never been to uh, Washington, D.C., and I don't have, you know, friends or family, and those kind of circles political. But I've heard people say that is a very, very, you live there, and you want to be a part of government. They say it's like a snake pit, man. you got to, you while those people are so tight, they have to make sure to be really, really cool with everybody. But, man, if you have an enemy there, whoa. Yeah, I have a good. question. Does anybody can anybody give me Darlene's call ID? Because I for, I didn't think she was still on. I thought she had gone off. No, no, no. She's on at six p.m. She had to uh, take care of some business, and she announced tonight that she'll be back next week. Do you have her mm-hmm. caller ID? Yeah, it's one four zero four six two. One four zero four six two. Correct, and everybody can find that on the. FreedomFCHS.net on the okay. website as well. Because I've turned in an affidavit to her, and I did, I hadn't heard from her in a while, and I didn't know if she still was running running that. Okay. She did submit them for a congressional hearing, and as she announced tonight, a lot of the affidavits, let me just make sure how she worded it now. Um, some people are too far tortured. She doesn't feel there was, um, you know, yeah. She's hesitant on the uh, actual lawsuit right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Okay. It's, you know, just sort of waiting on that for a minute. So far tortured. That is but one strong woman, I have to say. I think so, she too. is. I She's incredible. Yeah. I think so, too. And um, I really should have, could have. I just know, without a doubt, we would have. I think things would have been better, truly, in my heart. It's not saying anything against the prior president whatsoever, but the um, the attack and stuff, that got really petty, and that could have been left alone. You know, you disagree with someone, move on, but to, you know, go back and hurt and harm, not cool, you know? Really not cool. It could have been handled a lot differently than that. Well, that's when you think about it. This is another thing I would have said too: is is that's the name of this game? Mm-hmm. You are that right. Is the, that is the the, uh, the mo. This is how this kind of thing works. It's mm-hmm. And and you really don't know who's who. You don't know who you can trust. True. I actually, and you know, somebody on the other call was talking about, you know. I think it was Darlene saying, you know, people happen to be uh, like a prisoner in their own home and so forth. 
I I try not to leave my house as much as I can because I get mobbed at the store or whatever and um I I know you know what it's like to I feel like this is my concentration camp, you know. So I, do get, I get chemicals injected into my home. I do have directed energy weapons. You know, um I did mine started a sleep deprivation while I still worked for the government. I started having really horrible sleep deprivation. I woke up at 3 a.m. every single morning, and I'd be up for a couple of hours. And then by the time I got back to sleep, you know, I'd go back to bed after a couple of hours, and I had to get up and get my daughter ready for, you know, school or whatever and myself to work. And um, that went on for uh, five years. And I was literally, when I retired, I was so sick from being no not sleeping I had a sleep study, everything, trying to figure out what was wrong with me. Nobody could figure anything out. Mm-hmm. Um, I slept for, it felt like I slept for a year after I retired. And I'm not joking when I say that. Before I, wow. I was retired. Well, at least, you know, you were able to get a retirement. I think, well, me, and I've heard it with a lot of people, they get us sometimes less than anywhere from two to four years from a decent retirement. And we get a sucky one, which really, that's what I got it really bugs me, and then they try to blacklist you from getting the eligible, which which I should be eligible for, permanent disability. They denied me a few times, and they turn the workers' comp office against you to purpose. So they'll do a, a good report on the disability and then still drop, do something with one stupid check mark to say you're eligible to go to work or da-da-da-da-da, just bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Something well, that's that going to end up, really yeah. Tricky. They try what? to they- Cheat people, out, yeah. They do try to cheat people out of disability. Oh yeah, they do. Disability retire. They injure you. I've known I people can't. that tried to do that, tried, and it's just really hard on them. Yes, it is. And they die yes. waiting. They die waiting for mm-hmm. a hearing. For a hearing, yeah. yeah. Awkward. Very, very awkward. Oh, you don't know how far they'll perp you or not. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, that saying that we all say, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Just listening to tonight. Should we fight? Should I comply? Should I stay quiet? And I, just, I don't know. I got to a point, man. If I stay quiet as a church mom, I know they will still torture me. And my younger sister I live with is really at that level. She's the remote neuro monitor and voice the skull, and they talk all the time. Oh, I I can't even imagine that. I and I know, and a lot of people in our community say, no, it's AI, it's self-evident. And I asked my sister a couple times, she's just like, look at me. These are idiots in my head. The IQ couldn't be past 90. It is not an AI. It would be smarter, a learning computer. These are idiots. These are actual retarded voices. She <laughs> started laughing. She goes, see, this is not an AI. This is some sick motherfucker." With a 90 IQ. She's saying, no, 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 no. There's uh, nothing about it. There's nothing just saying, there's no sophistication of the AI. It's not the real AI. Or it's not the big game. They want to sound, you know, Wayne's world to her. I don't know. But she said, it doesn't you know, feel I, like an AI. I was That's talking right. about I have a hive of these people that live across the street. It's like a headquarters. If you go to the front door, there's no furniture or anything, but it's like there's a ton of people that live over there. I don't know if all their stuff is in the basement. I thought they were running a bed and breakfast at first. 
So she had mm-hmm. all these out-of-town license plates. And I'm not really one to pay attention to my neighbors. I, you know, it takes a lot to get my attention. But there was always different cars, you know, out-of-state license plates and so forth. And it never seemed like anybody was there. And I don't know, you know, I think they were down in the basement or something or upstairs. There just seemed to be people upstairs. But um, I saw a new batch of uh, these people, these perps, that that arrived. And I, they were the dumbest-looking people I have ever seen. <laughs> exactly. That's hard, I am kidding. And uh, the guy that owns the house, he's just almost like a Barney Fife. If it wasn't so serious, it would be laughable. Mm-hmm. But it, it is very serious. It's very serious. It is. So, it, you know, but they, they are extremely... The, and when I get... I don't dare go to Walmart. Oh, Walmart that's the wrong, is man. absolute worst. I went to Walmart the first time in quite a long time. I don't really go there anymore because I don't like it, you know, anymore. It's just not that nice of a store. And uh, But I was being followed all over the place by these really creepy, dirty people with phones. You know, they were all talking to each other and staying close to me, you know, and kind of following me around where I went. Uh, it, it was just unreal, the number of them. So I I don't know what it, if it, it's your phone if it helps to leave your phone at home. Um, you know how they track how they actually track you. you there's several ways they can track us. If you can leave your phone at home, but sometimes they have those um, body sensors in our body. You know what I mean? Sensors, payloads. Sometimes the chemtrails can drop or, you know, have the medical kind of involved. And, you know, I personally think I was even implanted with a flu shot. You know what I'm saying? I, a flu shot. A flu, yeah. I, oh. just, yeah. I don't, I have to go to medical. That's why I'm so worried about it. You know, things that I'm doing with my family's sister, you know, I want to be a living donor. But we have been lied and perked really bad by medical. Some people in the community have, um, you know, pretty much medically they've been seen straight. You know, they don't get help, but they haven't been perked. But I'm unfortunately I'm I'm targeted by medical. Yeah, to the point I of like si- yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. I think my sister is uh, has been targeted uh, for many years, but I I think she's in denial. She doesn't believe in it. But I know some of the things that she's told me. Uh, she's been given a rape drug years ago when she was a younger woman. Uh, mm-hmm. Woke up on the sidewalk, you know, and someone was uh, attacking her. Uh, yes, it, it, uh, they found a creative way. That's if you guys want to even bring it close to the purpose of my call. You can, we can all use our imaginations to know when we're living in this. Human trafficking. A lot of women have been women, men, and children have been raped, and they get even sicker. They try to do it all the time electronically, so I know I'm being human trafficked. Oh yeah, and they can also get there physically. I was about to say a lot of times the new thing is, and so some people are trying to tell me about it earlier this week. Um, the layman terms is called scum. And what they do, these freaks will give you the center frequency, knock, knock you out, like, you know, much lower than sleep. You just won't wake up. Sometimes, she said, even after that, they will give because she found injection, needle marks on her arm, which is something to really knock you out. You are attacked. It is videotaped and it's sold to tour. 
And that's the new thing of showing people completely unconscious and being violated. And when I say violated, they are doing really, really nasty, sick stuff. This is satanic. They bring in, they bring in defecation. uh, Satan rolls disgusting, okay? Every abomination you can think about. They will bring children into this scene. They will bring animals into this scene. Look, the shit is off the hook. I am not here to offend anyone, but we, we're talking about slavery trafficking. I've got to be real with it. I'm sorry. I really do. Really? And then after the vice president said that, do you know how horny I, can, I feel when I'm next to a 13-year-old? How can you say and that? In front of her parents. In front of the American people. In front of the yeah. world. Do you that know? tells you how common, how common it is. Yeah, oh. oh. They are, too. I mean, really. How commonplace and how comfortable they are with it. Uh, yeah, I believe you're right. That's, hey, wait a minute, let me get on there. See, some school. We must be talking about something they don't want. Get on the board. Uh-uh. That's very Okay, everybody, I'm muted. I think the noise went. Okay, I found it. Okay, am I still there? Yeah. Yeah, you're here. Uh huh. Well, one thing I was getting ready to tell you is I think when I bought a brand new house when my daughter was in third grade, and I think this house was wired for this stuff. My wiring is very strange in this house. And my daughter's bedroom, I read on, and I read about this online a long time later. My daughter's bedroom is all the way at the other end of the house. Her window, literally, brand new house, fell into the room. It fell out, the whole window. Wow. And I read online, one of the things I researched is the way they get in at night or whatever is they take the screws out of your windows so that your windows can literally be removed. And my daughter told me years later, she didn't tell me, she, she won't even sleep in there by herself. She still, she's 18 now. She won't, she won't even sleep in there. She told uh-huh. me that she used to go to bed at night with her little lamp on that's on a table. And she would get up in the morning and the lamp was unplugged. It would be unplugged. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. She didn't tell me at the time. But she... Uh, started sleeping in my room because she was scared to sleep back there. She didn't really say why. Well, when and she had started, never had that problem before, even when she was little. When mine started out, um, I came home one day and someone had gone under the, the crawl space of my house 
and laid out coaxial cables and optic fibers that uh, attached them to the studs on the on the floor. And then they were out within 24 hours. And I never knew who put them in or who had taken them out, except I know my neighbor knew because he was helping them. But he didn't have that kind of expertise. But he was well, that, a felon. So uh, yeah, they do use wireless cables. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's really getting to be common. And in fact, I've heard, I read one place where a lady was saying that uh, she had an electrician over, and he was saying how unusual her wiring was in her house. It was right. very unusual and heavily wired in her walls. Well, that's and I what it was. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. They call them the street term feet. Houses lined up feet. They call them what? Lit up. You have feeds, F-E-E-D-S, you know, feeds. Okay, feeds. Oh, your house, or your house is lit up. And they have a closed circuit, and these freaks right. also run, you know, together. Before you're setting, extrapping uh, video tapes. And so I think the hidden money is like... If you look around, you know, especially when I left Los Angeles, I begin to think about certain shit. Donut, donut stands or hamburger stands that nobody was a plot. Nobody, you know, really go in. And you just wonder sometimes, how is that staying in business? I think they use fronts like that to launder the money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, prevalent. Well, until they tell me not to say it, we'll just call it the... um. SL for Sharia law, not SNL for Saturday Night Live. <laughs> they are heavily involved in trafficking. Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. And so is, um, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to straight up tell you guys, so is Mexico coming over from the border, heavily. Also, um, they are, uh, you're getting it, in high-ranking offices, in every agency in the federal government, you are seeing more and more Muslims. That they have, they since Obama administration, they are permeating the federal government. I don't mm-hmm. know how to be ex- extricated at this point. They're so it's like when I, he came in, yeah, they came in and brought criminals in, criminals. And they're heading up agencies. I mean, they're uh, high-ranking people in agencies over mm-hmm. the and they have not been secretive with their affiliations that do promote oh. SL. I'm going to say it like that. Well, you think about it, just the White House and uh, the executive, the staff for the executive office that surround Obama. Exactly. I started figuring that out real quietly. I said he's got to be one of them. Because there ain't no way if you're not, you would surround yourself like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a, he was a Trojan horse. Basically, and that's what I. What is the Trojan horse? What is the Trojan horse? Isn't that Helena of Troy? Is that where that came from? The story was uh, in Greece. uh, They uh, in Troy or wherever it was. I don't know where it was. Anyway, they had their their high gates or you know walls where nobody could get in. So what they did, uh, the Trojans, is they. Uh, gave a gift of this humongous wooden built horse. Okay, Mm -hmm. the people accepted the gift, and then overnight when they went to bed that night, 
the they opened it from the inside and all the the military soldiers came out and then they killed all the people. In other words, they they said it as a gift and but it's hidden with hid, hidden inside were the soldiers that that killed the people and took over the city. Wow. I believe that's who was what he has been. Yes. Yeah. So mine, mine started during Reagan's administration. So they're um, all in it. Democrats. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, I think yeah. It, when you think about the New World Order, I mean, you know that the talk about that that's been going on for a really long time. They're just really hitting it heavy now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't matter about the blue or the red. They're all selected, not elected. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's what and my I, point was. And I think it's a it's a worldwide thing because that's why nobody's exempt, even people probably in the White House, because uh, it's bigger than that. Because when you think about it, they say that the most targeted places are uh, the U.K., first of all, uh, then Canada, United, United States, uh, probably South America, uh, New, New Zealand, Australia, you know, all of the English-speaking, you know, technological countries are the ones that have have the most of this targeting going on. So, and I think it's only going to spread from there. Absolutely. But if you think about it, it's a little, you know, more communist or whatever, they're going to be a little more easier to control. But everything first world, you guys, is over there. And I heard, yes, I have heard that. UK is off the hook. Well, the UK is horrible, and so is Ireland. Real bad. Yeah. On yeah. top of this, there is like one crook and another crook. If you know what I mean. It's like right. they put us on this CD alleyway, and us unfortunately are thrown to the traffickers. You know what I mean? It's just the worst. Well, when I left to- Los Angeles, and I believe that was a, a human trafficking capital. Los Angeles was horrible. Well, North Georgia did, had a lot of a history of human trafficking, too, up in the northern area, around Marietta, where the Lockheed uh, place is. And, mm-hmm. so. See, that's just because think- that money, they feed on that money, and I believe was trafficking makes them a lot of money. Right. Lucrative. Lucrative. You know, when you think about it, human trafficking is just the most horrendous mm-hmm. crime that a person can commit. That just actually destroys the soul of a person or a child. Yes, it does. It's just yes, the it I, You've got to be a pretty much of a pretty bad reprobate to be involved in something like that. You are reprobates about the only word to describe it. I agree. I do. But you know, the Bible talks about the the all the kingdoms. You know, I don't know if you're familiar with Daniel, where he gives he's given this. Um, uh, the king of uh, Babylon was given this dream, and he asked Daniel, Daniel was asked to interpret it, and it was right. like the statue. Are you guys familiar with that? Right, and, right. I am. And it really describes all the kingdoms until you get to the last one, and it's like, uh, it's kind of like the revised Rome. It's the Roman Empire, and how, you know, it's going to devour the whole world. And we can see that happening now. And it said it's the it, the final beast. It's also described as the final beast. That it's more terrible than any government. The beast is always a government. It's more terrible than any government that ever existed before or ever will again. 
And so, I mean, you can see how all this works into that and how it is spreading a net over the, the entire world. And I don't know if anybody's done any research or how they have mapped the brain to um, nanotechnology or something. I don't know all the terminology that where they can actually um, nodes. No, they call them nodes. And, and they have computerized all this, or they can or are in the process of uh, every person on the planet uh, analyzing their brain into these nodes where they know exactly how you're going to react to things. And I don't know. I have read a lot, you know, some about it. It's kind of new. But there's documentation on how they're mapping the, everybody's brains. And I think it fits into that, that final beast uh, government um, scenario do, do you guys think then, um, if we're living in the last days in the beast system, do you think the whore of Babylon is going to be Hillary? No. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, then it's really so. no. I, I don't think so. Okay. Do you think got, the, the beast wants to roll with a younger model? Does he find Hillary too old? Or she could represent Babylon, though. She know she knows a lot of. You know, she's a power player now, without a doubt. Well, I think they're trying. They're trying to destroy her personally, and uh, and I think that they they're almost there. Oh, because at first you know, they wanted her badly. <laughs> okay, <laughs> know, they could kill any one of us at any time. True. We all know That's that. True. We do if, know. Yeah. They've been hit with directed energy weapons. You know they can kill you in, if they wanted to at any time. Mm-hmm. They're, they're for whatever reasons they're, you know, wanting to make it look like you had a stroke or a heart attack or, you know, you had a fall or something, some illness or whatever. Um, so it's a slow kill and it's not obvious. But they could kill anybody at any time if they want to. Do you think with um pushing and prodding away like we're going to with activism, wanting this exposed, does that, in essence, prolong our life, do you think? Um, I think it's going to shorten some people's lives, but but I think that it's important to be brave and um, just, I I can't even imagine the the bravery that it takes to be darling. I don't either. I don't either. But I think it's really important to be brave, even though it's really scary, because I think it's tell people, I've told people about what's happened to me, Christian people that were my friends, and, and, you know, they were like, well, why would they do that to you? Well, I don't know why. I didn't know why. I I I don't know why. I knew stuff was happening to me, and I didn't know why or anything. I didn't know a lot less about it at the time. I knew something was going horribly wrong. I felt like I was, I went to my doctor because I felt like there was an electrical current circulating through my body when I was sleeping. It was going in a circular pattern through my body. Uh, There's times that that you were talking about the heating up of the head and the neck uh, and the back, the spine, especially the head and the neck. That's something that Hillary Clinton, by the way, is one of the things that are talking about in the news right now, how uh, um, Amadine, that friend of hers that's her assistant has to put cold cloths on her forehead and her at the back of her neck because she gets heated up. That that was a clue to me. 
that I think that she's targeted. But um, Wait, do I you think she knows that she is? She's a pretty, she's a power player. I would think Hillary's pretty smart or figure this out, or Uma would if she would. I, I Wait, don't know. Where, do you think Uma is her handler? I don't know. I don't know. You know they're gonna have people right next to her. That's why we have to be careful. It's you know. I, mean, that's I you know what? I don't get close to anybody anymore. Yeah, and I'm about to say, and you're not. And I'm gonna say this right now. None of us are paranoid not getting close to people. I'm not lying about that. Just be well, very cautious. I worry about my daughter because I think that what you know the last call we were on. Mm-hmm. Uh, right at that moment, I never get message, messaging hardly ever unless from my daughter or something on my Facebook. I got messaged by some guy that said, uh, you know, my profile looks like it looks cute or whatever. You have impressive, and I'm from the United States, but I live in the U.K. or something like that, and it would be nice if we could be friends and talk. That was big, and this is the second one I've gotten like that, and it came right after I'd been on that call. Yeah, I'd be yeah. worried about that. I just deleted it, but I thought that is really scary and creepy. Because you know something, they can get on these calls and you guys know it. They can talk like they're one of us, you know, walk like they're one of us, but they are not us, you know, just very, which is he a just separate talk, dilemma. He, just, yeah. he was just talking like he just hadn't seen my profile and, and wanted to be my friend. Mm-hmm. I think we have to be careful when people seem like they're really interested in being our friend. Mm, that's right. Because if our friends that we that knew us don't want to be our friends, who are these people that are really pushing to be your friend? When even your real friends that you had don't want to be your friend anymore. You better know it. Um, I know we get lonely sometimes, and the, the human heart longs and stuff, you know, shit like that. But stress, you know, you gotta have the time. Because I'm telling you, the, the snake is always slithering around the spot in the land. You gotta know that. It's yeah, only coming in our faces to destroy. I'm not lying. Destroy. And that's. My sister, when I was talking about her, she was getting in so many dangerous situations that she eventually, she stopped dating or even going anywhere or doing anything, you know, other than going to work and, you know, uh, being at home uh, because she just did not trust herself or these situations that she seemed to be finding herself in. But she doesn't mm-hmm. think she's targeted. She doesn't believe in the targeting or anything like that. But they've got her thinking that she's bipolar. They've oh, got her on so many medications and drugs that she's, when she's not working, she's basically unconscious unconscious from drugs. You guys, I believe she's, 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 she's targeted. Because, you know, they target through families, too, you know, a lot of times, you know. Well, I think they've targeted my family. Uh, even my mother was targeted, I believe, because my mother had my mother had beautiful hands. I mean, she just had long nails, just natural nails, beautiful long fingers. And uh, I don't think she ever realized she was targeted either. But I look back on it, and we had a lot of really bad stuff that happened in our family. And um, I think she was mind controlled, and there were things, but she. She was so crippled up with arthritis that her hands were gnarled, just just crippled, totally gnarled and crippled up from arthritis. And uh, so I think I asked her one time if, if that hurt her, if she was in pain from it. 
And she said, no, she wasn't. But I think that it was the directed energy weapons. I do. And I think, uh, really, in my heart, uh, I'm sorry that the Internet belongs to gave it away to the UN, but honestly, I do believe that's been a saving grace for many of us because we can reach out, we can talk, we can figure it out. Think about people in our parents' generation that more than likely were targeted and they didn't know what the heck was going on. Yeah, there was a lot of strange things like uh, there was a man who owned a gas station or worked at a gas station, a manager or something. I don't. I was young, so I, I really didn't know what was going on. But he would come to our house while my dad was at work and my mm-hmm. mother would go out and talk to him, and somehow he was connected with her. My mom was a really beautiful woman. She mm-hmm. she would get jo- she got jobs like doing uh, fill in on the local newscast uh, station, and it's a pretty big market, you know, where I'm at. And she would uh, they she would get a job like doing the ten o'clock news to fill in for somebody, or she also had like an exercise program that she did at one time. When I was okay. little, you know, stuff like that. But it seemed to be tied to this man that worked at the owned this gas station that was the right at the entrance of uh, my subdivision. So, and I never did really know what who he was or why he was talking to my mother or how he would be able to get her these type of jobs or. So I just, you know, I wonder. Mhm. Were you been um? Not to know all your business, not, I don't need to know the location, but um, we can be targeted in this through families and big cities, you guys, just as much as small towns. If people like think that the smaller I'll be safer, that's not always true. You know what I'm saying? I think it's probably even rougher because, you know, you've got everybody knows everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and when so- they can able to slip windows, doors, and come in, come on, there's somebody in that community that sees something. I don't know when they creep and attack us, but I'm sure it has to be, you know, they watch our habits, I'm sure, you know, if you work and stuff, you probably lights out by 10 or 11 at night and you're really, really sleeping good by 2, 3 in the morning, but there's someone still in the community that don't, you know what I mean? Well, if they're monitoring, I think they would be able to tell by your, you know, I don't know if they... Bios, by bios, yeah, that GPS thing. Yeah, I think they would be able to tell when you were in a deep sleep and then they would know when to, to enter your house. Because I've heard of people, and I've suspected that when I've taken a nap during the day that someone had been in the house, but you you don't know. But they leave behind little signs. My daughter and I, one time, uh, this is an example, left the house. We were, we, you know, we taught, we were talking about where we were going, so our house is wired to the max, right? So they know everything was going. They probably are sitting there listening to me right now. But anyway, we, so we left to go to wherever we were going. And my daughter forgot her headphones. And she said, oh, I forgot my headphones. I said, so let's, you want to go back and get them? We came back, and we hadn't been gone, like, we just maybe went three or four blocks and came back. Mm-hmm. Her headphones, half of them, they had been cut in half. The the earbuds, that part of it had been cut off, was on the dining room table, and the other part of it was on her bed. Brand new headphones. I had just bought them, and they had been cut with the scissors. That's just like the gaslighting to freak you out, to let you know, by the way, I'm in your house. You know what I mean? They do that. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah. you'll never and be I, safe moving anywhere. And you know when you try to go to the friendly police, they want to talk shit like you need a facilitator. For the, you know, talk to you like you're retarded, you know, like you need to go to a mental facility. I said, no, I could drive there if I need to, you know, go there. Well, my yeah. sliding glass doors had black, it looked like somebody had black something on, on their hands and had left fingerprints where they had pushed open my sliding door. I called the police out because here I have something physical to show them, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there have been lots of break-ins, but I didn't have anything to show them other than some damage inside my house. And if it's, there are things stolen that are stupid, you know, so they're not going to listen to that. But I, the policeman came up. He made me leave the room and ask my daughter if I was mentally okay, if I was, if I was crazy. <laughs> my daughter, who was a minor. He made me Your daughter her. was a minor? Uh uh-uh, uh, he's yeah. not supposed to do that. No. Yeah, he he did that. He asked, he made me, I told him, you know, I didn't want to to leave the room, but he kept insisting and was getting very uh, belligerent. I thought, okay, well, I'll just, you know, whatever, I'll just go ahead. So I went in my room, shut the door, and then he, I, she told me he asked if I was uh, I mental health problems. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, I'm serious. And my daughter is really scared of police anyway uh, because of uh, some just this. We have a policeman across the street that's part of this gate stalking. Um, but uh, so she's a little bit, she's nervous around them anyway. And when she's nervous around somebody, she kind of clams up, you know. She's one of those that kind of freezes. A lot of times they freeze. And I'm not one of those. I usually lash out or whatever. But not her. She'll freeze up, you know, and and just kind of not move. So I think that could be interpreted like, yeah, you're, yeah, my mom's crazy or something. And I don't think she understood. She she doesn't really know what's going on. She's just a kid, you know. She knows some weird stuff has happened around here. I think you know, it was as when I was a kid. Uh, it really reminds me of what Frank Serpico said, the guy that they, you know, perked out yeah. completely. He said at the rate that New York NYC is going, uh, PD is going, uh, he says, give it less than 50 years, their main boss is going to be organized crime. And what? And he said, when that happens, all lawlessness. I call them surfical rejects. Trust me, if there's some honest ones, I haven't met them because all I'm going to tell you is the ones that are involved are heavy hitters. I mean, they are involved up to their raggedy necks. Okay, they really are. Well, they're heavy hitter gang. I'm uh, not gang, but uh, they're heavy hitty, hitter mafia. Uh-huh. Or whatever, all the way up to the, the executive office. Oh, yeah, the, absolutely. All criminal elements. Oh, yeah. I really do believe at that time, and it was late 60s, early 70s, Serpico was trying to tell the world they didn't want to listen to him. The corruption and who they were involved with, the corruption. They didn't want to listen to him. Well, now, we uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. I just wanted to say real quick, if you, if you get a law-abiding cop, you know, you are fortunate. Um, my experience, no. I, I, you know what? Lillian is just is more, you know, heavily tortured because of the V2K and they can burn and the stings and the rapes all the time. The rapes, yeah. But she still still try has more hope than I do. You know, still one of these cops or the, you know, one of our government that step in and do something right. I don't know if I'm jaded, but I just want to 
find it's like Sodom and Gomorrah. Is there ten honest men in our government or in our law enforcement that we should even buy? You know, or mankind? Excuse me, mankind. <laughs> and well, women now, too. Uh, you know, it says in the Bible that wickedness will abound. You know, in the end times, and I really believe that Christ is going to come back very soon. I don't see how it can go on much longer. And I'll tell you what, when he does, you know, uh, I don't know how anybody gets through this without being a believer in Christ and having him, having a relationship with him. Because I know that's kept me safe and it's helped me a lot. It's protected me a lot. And the closer I draw to him, the more time I spend with him, the uh, less power that this stuff seems to have over me, the less hurt I get. True. Um, and so, you know, I really, really rely upon upon him. And um, I re- I believe that he's, he's coming back and he has not appointed us to wrath. Those that are his, he's not appointed us to wrath. And I think that part of this being allowed, this is just my personal thought, is the fact that, that he's allowing this for a lot of them are Christians that are being persecuted. Um, I think it's to bring us, to a closeness with him, and even if you're not a Christian, you know, you. I think people that are in this program have been set apart, honestly, even if you don't realize you're one who has been set apart. I think that he could be drawing you to himself, and, um, you know, he, he brings us to the end of ourself, and then we, we look up, you know, when we realize that we're really not in control of anything. And mm-hmm. as Jesus said, we can do nothing without him. Jesus himself said that. We can do nothing without him. And that's the absolute truth. And I think he's going to, the Bible says that he's not appointed us to wrath, that he's going to come back for us. And I believe he is. And I know it with all my heart that he's the son of God, that he, he died on the cross. And for our sake, to deliver us from evil. And he's overcome the world. So these people that are working for Satan, uh, they're on the wrong team, and they're, they're, they've already lost. And he said they already have lost. So uh, when we're gone, you know, a lot of people want Christians gone. They say, God, oh, get, you know, good riddance, get them out. When you see Christians gone out of this world, you are going to see a darkness fall on this planet like never before. That's Christians right. are the light in this world. I'm talking about real Christians, true Christians, and, and sitting in a church doesn't necessarily make you a Christian. There's a lot of no, you know it doesn't. It's saying amen or wearing a cross doesn't make you a Christian now. No, a Christian no. is having a relationship with Jesus Christ yes, and, and being made into a new creature. There is an actual change that happens to a person. They're made into a new creature, and all those old things. That, and I know because I went through that. I was an atheist. Didn't even believe in God. And, you know, what happened to me is I was reading a lot of history books about Babylon and Samaria and all this, and uh, it referred to the Old Testament as um, a history document. So I didn't have a Bible. I went up and bought a Bible just to read the Old Testament as a history book. And I tell you what, I started reading that book, and I was completely transformed. And even the people I worked with could, could see I was a transformed person. I was a person who, you know, was polite to people, but I didn't love anyone. But he showed me how he looks at people. 
and he mm-hmm. loves people. Yes, he did. He loves them, and I, I never did uh, actually feel that. Mm-hmm. And until I, until he reached in and changed me and gave me a new heart, and that's what really happened. That's a, a Christian, and so if you have him, you have you're going to have power and strength. And I don't mean to put anybody down or disrespect anybody, but he really is the way, the truth, and the life. And he is coming back, and I believe it's going to be very soon. And we should all be drawing really close. Get in your word of the day. Spend your time in prayer with him. You know, talk to him about, just talk to him. Tell him everything. You know, tell him all your problems. Especially TIs, we don't have anybody to talk to. You know, yeah, we can, there's these calls, you know. But, I mean, as far as, you know, our friends, I mean, we've been deserted by people. Mm-hmm. He'll, he'll draw closer than, than a brother. Yes, sir. So. They've abandoned us. That's what they want to do. You know, hoping we, uh, as Christians, we're going to kill ourselves, suicide. Uh-uh. I don't think so. And there's, and see, that's what I ha- think happens to people that are in this program and they haven't found their way to the, to God. If they don't have that relationship, that, that strength, and that knowledge that there is an afterlife, this is not all there is. No. Uh-uh. This is not it. This is not all there is. This is just temporary. And, in fact, it says in the scripture that it's like a wisp of smoke compared to eternity. You know, it's here and it's gone. You in know, a flicker? Yeah, in a flicker, it's gone in, when you compare it to eternity. So, you know, don't give up hope. You know, just get in prayer. Get in your, get on your knees. You know, get in the Word. Read the Psalms. Read Ephesians 6, especially. That tells you how to put on that armor, you know, being truthful. And and be, having the righteousness of Christ, you know, and uh, the helmet of salvation, knowing that you're saved, you know, uh, uh, the and walking in peace, you know. I I used to at first when I started find out that the so I start getting really angry, found myself really really angry a lot because it's pretty bad, you know. But now I just. And I find my pain is eased a lot because I just I give it to God, and mm-hmm. I just ask Him to give me the strength. And I just I find I have that peace inside me that that God says passes all understanding. In other words, we should feel peaceful, and it's a peace that comes from Him, not from ourselves. And I'm sorry I didn't mean to get on my soapbox and preach there. But a lot of us in our community do have relationships with God, and we do agree it, it's a, a shield type, even more shielding than we talk about relationship with him. He can protect you. He can, you know, this is it is temporal, you guys, and they just want to see us. Uh, that's all they're going to try to get off and collapse. When I saw so-called men in powerful positions talk inappropriate, I knew we've got to be in last days. We need to care the media or anyone was recording it. He was real flippant, and it was a, a big telltale. They are beginning so sloppy. It's, I hope the Lord is coming back soon because the wickedness is it's almost like in your face. I'm a bastard. I'm a pedophile. I mean, it's almost like everybody's going, okay. Uh, no. When you think about it, this is the time it talks about it. 
there's a wearing out of the saints. You know, the saints are kind of worn down. And I've noticed that a lot of the targeted people are Christian. I think they are. I think they are, actually. A lot are. And I, I think that even the people that aren't Christians, I think if, if they if they got in the Word, I think that they, God is trying to draw them to, to himself. Because he mm-hmm. allows us to go through trials. You know, he let, he he allows us to go through trials for certain purposes. And the more trials that I go through, the closer I go. I don't want to be left out. When he comes, I want him to take me. And you know what? And it's the struggle in the flesh. Like I said, human trafficking. And so sometimes when I and I noticed something, they made sure my that they tried to touch and rape her all the time. One night I did this so scared. I went to my Bible and I said it so strong. It was almost four in the morning. They didn't touch her for three or four days. I said, "Would you rape us, rape God?" And I am tired of it. Yeah, just claim claim your authority in the name of Jesus because. You know, we do have uh, authority over scorpions and snakes or whatever it says in the Bible. The scorpion snakes are the demons, and that's who's controlling these people, the demonic forces. So it's a spiritual thing, but it's manifested in the physical because, you know, it works, they, Satan works through people. And yes, I've always told my daughter, you know, that God can, I mean, Satan can put it in the heart of someone not to like you, like your coworker. You might have somebody who absolutely hates you for no reason. Well, Satan could, if they're control, if Satan is controlling that person, he can put it in the heart of that person to hate you. Just like God can put it in the heart of one that is that belongs to Him. There's a there's a camaraderie and a love between Christians, real Christians, because you you know that you see that in in another Christian. It's just something you recognize, and God puts that there. Right, like we heard earlier with Darlene's cause, and she was, you know, in a very, very, you know, in a vulnerable situation, but she left it, walked under God, you know what I mean, and when it came down to being released from that horrible place, and she was the only woman, they didn't, you know, judges and stuff, they did not side with the uh, serpent, they didn't, they released her, finally. Yeah, and what she said, too is I'll be here as long as God wants me to be. And that's my philosophy. I'll be here as long as the Lord wills it. And Mm -hmm. I'd always just ask for his will to be done when it comes to my life or what happens to me or what torture, whatever, you know, that his will is done. And that I I'm here as long as He wills me to be here. As long as because we do have to accept the Lord Jesus. As soon as the sun rises and sets, He feeds the birds. You think He's gonna have you tortured, targeted individuals, who we call whatever name we are. I don't have to be an acronym, but let's just get with it. He feeds the birds. You think He's gonna have His lamb out, lonely, hungry? He will make a way. I'm telling you, leave it to God, man. Just leave it to God. Leave it alone. Well, it is what it too, is. Even too, if we suffer, you know, it also talks about in the Bible how we're refined like silver. You know, and what they do is they put that silver, they put the metal into the fire. And, you know, it's very painful in that fire. You know, but then he takes away the the dross. So even what Satan means for harm, God Mm -hmm. can use for our good. He will use for our good. He He will. 
And not even the spiritual, but we gotta remember like Satan is a creative being, so all the little minions he's using them. They just don't see it. They're imploding on themselves. The vice president was inappropriate in all its splendor. I can't even I wonder what cut was he smoking pot? What was he thinking? Think about it. Remember that story that it was a long time ago, 20 years or so, I don't know how long ago, that in Omaha where they had the uh, boys' town? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Mickey. Oh, that, I remember that black and white movie as a kid, Mickey Rooney. They were flying those young boys in for these parties for these political people in Washington. Oh. They, were so, they were flying them there to be used in that way. Sexually. Yeah. Look how many lives they've destroyed. Look at that. Lost I mean, innocence. Trust. There's, there's probably, yeah, if some of them survive, there's probably guys, I'm going to just go ahead and say it. There are probably a lot of men that are gay, but they, sometimes if they have to be really real, I don't even think I'm really, you know, want it that way. It's just who got there first. Let's just really get blunt. And then some of the ones that just hated it that went into drugs or alcohol, you know. It's something about take stolen innocence, you know. Pedophilia yeah. is nasty. Oh, there's not, I mean, he, he, he hates all of it. It's all defilement. And it really is despicable. Rape, robs. That is without, just like this torturing, not with our consent. Human yeah. trafficking is raping of the soul, even before my body. It's raping of the soul. It really is. And the more God's people cry out to him, He's got. he hears, you know, that vial, those prayers are poured out. At, what is it? It's, or it rises like an incense or something. I can't remember. It's in Revelation. But all those prayers are stored. And then there's judgment. That comes. So be praying. You know, all that our Christians on here, uh, be be praying, just crying out to God. You know, about all the stuff that's happened to you. Tell it to Him because He is our strength. You know, God through Jesus Christ, who is His only begotten Son, and He died. He suffered. He He yes, took. He did. All, he, uh, you know, we all deserve death, all of us, because we've all done wrong in this life. Yeah. No, none of us is perfect, and he bore all of our sins in his own body so that we didn't have to, and he was resurrected, and he's seated at the right hand of the Father right now in power, and he is waiting for the Father to say, go get your bride, and when he does that, he is going to come for us, and at that time, all the wrath of God, he has not appointed to us to wrath, but all his wrath is going to be poured out on the wicked. And those who did not love, what does it say, um, who took pleasure in unrighteousness, but did not, they didn't love the truth, but they took pleasure in unrighteousness. He is going to pour out his wrath on those. Oh, yeah. And help their souls. I'm telling you, they're going to, if you can see it slowly, imploding on itself. Vice president in the public, highly inappropriate. President disrespected in China. Completely disrespected. Philippines didn't even meet with them. Son of a whore. That's, that's right in your face. Again, meet. It's, it's the whole climate. We owe them how much money of empty paper they've been printing at the Federal Reserve? 
Yeah, well, that's why it's paper from the air. Yeah. We're so indebted to China that they can do anything they want to us. They even own a big uh, plot uh, of land out in the west somewhere. I can't remember if it's in Utah or someplace like that. They, mm-hmm. they, China actually owns that land. And we don't even know what they're doing there. Deals were made with them, and that would be the red dragon, you know, the red dragon, of course. Deals have been made with them, but I don't know. We, they do own us because I think we owe them a lot of money that we have not even, they haven't, they haven't even paid back. You know what I'm saying? Well, and they, then yeah, yeah. Clinton and them, they sold out uh, uh, like 50% of our uranium to Russia. They own in the that. 90s? In the 90s when they were in, when Bill Clinton was in? Um, I don't remember what year it happened, but Russia was sold, uh, I think it might be when uh, Hillary was in the State Department, I'm not sure. Oh, she Uh, did so much weird stuff, yeah. Yeah, that uh, that wickedness in her, she'll sell anybody out for money. Yeah. And she she hoards money herself. They're really disgusting people. Well, you know, the thing is, you know, when you think about it, it says in the scripture, what good does it do to gain the whole world and lose your soul? She's probably dying. Yeah, I think she is. She can't take any of that with her. Not, not a thing. Not a thing. You know what she's taking with her? Every Unless she repents and changes, which I don't see that happening, that God can save anybody. If he saved me, an atheist, he can save anybody. But, he can save anybody, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know, but yeah. The thing is, if she doesn't repent and change and and turn to him, she's going to take all of her sins, every evil thing. And so any uh, perk that is listening to here, you're going to take everything that you're doing, you're going to suffer a hundredfold. So you might want to reconsider the path that you're on. Because she's that's all she's taking in our that's all she's taking with her. That's all any of us take. Yeah. Now if we're in Christ, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. It's like going before the judge, you've committed a crime, you know, and every single person is, you know, has sinned, every every single one of us, except Jesus, who's the only perfect one. That's why he could do that sacrifice. But we go in there with an advocate. We go in there with Christ. And he says, I paid the penalty for this person. This one's mine. But you, go, those people that are not his, they're walking in, they're going to stand before the whole of God on their own merit. And, and really, um, they, he's not going to hear any of that, you know, smooth talk or political talk. They can't smooth the Lord. They won't be and, able to uh, even open their mouths. They won't even be, because they'll know what the judgment metered against them is is just and right. Yes. Because this felling, this trafficking has to end. How can we be a proponent? Nations could be a proponent if against it. Yes, that's the main money makers. Liars, mendacity, hypocrites. And then yeah. you know what? We're all being ruled by such, um, what's the word I want to say, you guys? Um, oppression. And that's why the people grumble. People, everybody's unhappy. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's people in high places that are getting justice. Uh, Tormented as we are, there's people that are actually wealthy yeah, in the entertainment industry. This crap rules the way they describe it. It's remember a control mechanism. Quaid, yeah. Remember when Randy Quaid and his wife? Yeah. 
And and everybody, that was really new. I didn't know anything about any of this stuff. And people were wondering, okay, what is up with Randy Quaid and his wife? This is really weird what they're saying. Exactly. Because, you know, their age, they're both almost 60, you guys. He's been in the business a long time. They're really young guys. You guys, um, well, I'm 55. If you remember him in Midnight Express, and I know that movie was out, what, 77, 78? I was still in high school when I saw it, actually. It's quite young, mm-hmm. late 70s. And he was a young, pretty much a young adult in that movie. So he's been in the business a long time. He was having a lot of legal troubles, and him and his wife had to go into hiding, and there were people making false accusations, trying to steal their property, their money. Exactly. Uh, Corrupt lawyers. Let me get it right. Corrupt, what are they called? Uh, Residual lawyers is what they're called. And then we talk about some lawyers, and they go through a a laundering type of bank in Beverly Hills. Well, wasn't there some story about uh, people going... Oh, in uh, Dinesh's new movie about the, about the Democratic Party, they were talking about and about Hillary. It's about Hillary, but it's really about the Democratic Party. But uh, it was talked about, I think, in New York or whatever, where these they would hire these uh, people, these criminal types or low life types, to go through the poor neighborhoods and sell life insurance policies to these poor people. And then they would sometime later, a month or two later, whatever, so they would go and uh, kill the people and collect the life insurance. So you I know, think there was a wealthy. case of some wealthy, two wealthy white women I feel in Los Angeles that were doing it to the homeless men. Lived in a great neighborhood, what, going into the west side of Los Angeles, nice neighborhood. And now I realize how that, that's how they, they took life insurance policies on homeless men. And then killed them, collected the insurance. Yeah. And something, something, something once the homeless men did. Da- daughter found out something about that. She got, she said, I got concerned. I don't know, my father's homeless. Why is this woman being so nice to him? And one day, the father gave him her name, address, and everything. She kept, she said, I just didn't uh, like it. She said, cause she kept, my dad is homeless. What is he doing around a woman like that? It bothered her. Speaking of the homeless, do you remember how many homeless there were 10 years ago? And they're disappeared. And the economy yeah. is really tanked even worse. People are more out of work. And where are the homeless? I used to see people all the time, you know, flying a sign or whatever to get money, or they were had their tents or their sleeping bags or whatever, you know, trying to just, eat, you know, stay alive. But they, they seem to, I don't see them anymore. They said the female cats. I'm just wondering what happened to it. There was one eerie picture I saw uh, that actually had homeless cart, uh, the, you know, the shopping carts. They would have all the, their belongings in it. There was one city, uh, I think it was in California, they were actually, I don't know if it was in California, I think. They were, those, these homeless carts were lined up with, a, with stuff in them, but there was no people there. And you wonder what happened to the people that this was their belonging. Where did they go? And I think a lot of targeted individuals, you know, from what I've read, become homeless too. And that's one of the things that they try to do is uh, make you unemployed and homeless and uh, put in a mental hospital or, you know. You know, you know where you're going with this. Easier to what? 
it's really easy to find to traffic someone if you've already have them marketed as homeless, like no you know, the word that keeps going in my head right now is nobody's child, then that means like nobody's man or nobody's woman or nobody. You won't be missed. You see what I'm saying? I think it's you they maybe get rid of the people that won't cooperate, but they may tap desperate people to and offer them things like a house or car or money or whatever to mm-hmm. do this to do targeting. Uh, my, our, our immediate perks that torture us are a satanic uh, Mexican cult. They are satanists. They are satanists. That's how they identify first. Because he said, oh, we love the most high. I don't think so. And then they did put me at my job, Caltrans, real bad. And the general manager from Cairo, I did not know at the time, he was very mean to me when he saw me with that cross and star divot necklace was given to me by my sister. But I, her philosophies, don't swing There's that. There's some interference on the line. I can't really hear what you're saying very well. Can you hear the interference? Oh, Sounds like a buzzing or something. You know, the perks will mess with us. They don't like us talking. They don't want, you know. Like I said, they just want us all off, you guys. Crying in some corner. Worried about their stupid ass, you know. Well, they better be worried because I'm crying out to the Lord. I'm crying to him. So I said, don't (laughs) fear what man can do to you. Man can kill the body, but God can kill both body and soul in hell. So (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So we should be worried about who we're crying to. <laughs> we really should. <laughs> but that's what they want to do. Have you all scared by yourself? And doubting yourself, want us all insecure? Or that's lashing why. out? I worry about the ones that don't have the voice. The ones that don't have the voice. The coming from north, um, northern Missouri. Yes. Okay, hold on. James Lico. I I um. Oh, hi, James. Hi, I'm looking at the Trump version of Fox Two. Northern Missouri is making that noise. That's not quite the second. But. Okay. Okay. Well, it might be more than one, but that that was one. So, how are you all doing? Okay. Hanging in there. Yourself? Okay, fine, thank you. Uh, okay. No, okay. Just, uh, trying to sort it all out, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. Shame, Tessa. Do you think with the Snowden movie, um, has their targeting increased or decreased? That's what I'm saying. With Snowden's movie premiering last night, do you guys think the perps are, in a lot of ways, put on blast? Are what? Blast? About the, yeah, on blast. Are the perps nervous? I, I can't hear you very well. I wonder if the perps are nervous. Oh, oh I think they are. Uh, that I, I think it has something to do with them um, raising our torture level. If they have mine. 
Well, I know a lot of other people, too. Because uh, you guys do know, bigger than Snowden, if you download it, he does have a flyer. Talking about the program, yes, that he wants us to pass out. Mm-hmm. Biggerthansnowden.com. There is a flyer. They want to print it out, pass it out to people after you see the movie. They're trying to expose this crap. You know what I mean? They're asking Congress to give him a pardon. And it's getting really, really, um, what's the word? It's getting really um, technical and stupid. They, uh, they have lame excuses not to pardon Snowden. You know what I'm saying? Well, the problem with Snowden, I think, from the beginning was that he, they um, revealed a lot of things, that, but they didn't reveal the targeting, which is probably the most important part. And they left that out and they revealed some uh, Muslim men that were being targeted like, I, I don't know how they were being targeted. But mm-hmm. this is murder and, you know, uh, it's just, what, what the hell, why bother with all that stuff when the most important thing is this targeting and murder? Torturing. It's outrageous. And because they murder you, they traffic you. Some of them, you know, they traffic in other other seedy things, organ traffic, sex traffic, pedophilia. Why didn't, if that was supposed to be his case, um, do, you think they played, no. do you think they played that raw? Is that supposed to be their ace in the pocket? I agree with what you're saying because that's what I thought too. You know, but maybe the public wasn't really ready when Snowden first released uh, his information. Just okay. people being just people being taking in that they're being spied on was a lie. And so, you know, they, I wonder. He surely he knows about this targeting. So I'm I'm very interested. You're saying that in this movie that he talks about the targeting. No, no, I don't, haven't, no I don't know. I don't. Who is making that noise? Try it. Uh uh. Back in who while you're watching. Or anyway, but like, uh, you know, I, I think they can tell I'm looking at the pro version of this screen. And I can see noise. Like there's a little um, noise indicator on somebody. But they're very careful. I think, you know, they must be talking to my handler across the street. <laughs> my handler is a call. You know who your handler is, and they live across the street there. Really? I, do know. I do know who they are. They're, they're in a house right across the street. They never know who their handler is. So you, could, you could call the police and turn, get their rent. Handler, get off off my phone. I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to, you know, talk like that anymore. But get off my, get off this line. Who? What? The handler. Who is making that noise? (laughs) You're making your handler. Get off my, get off of our call tonight. Oh yeah, I think somebody tries, somebody tries to get on, and uh, maybe more than one person. Uh, perp or whatever, trying to disrupt disrupt the call. That's what I exactly. Think. I'm going to ignore you. I'm not giving you no power. You know what I'm saying? Because we're trying to, you know, if this, you might targeting would be the big shit, but maybe he realized before the big shit, maybe he does know how, you know, most people think. I have to first make it about their cause for them to jump on the bigger cause. Is that right? Yeah. 
probably. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking because, you know, most people don't really care as long as they're not being targeted. They don't really mm-hmm. care. That's why they can say, oh, I did. I don't know about that. that. Why would they do that? I don't believe that. I've had well, people you know, say, say you, you should tell them that they are being targeted. They are being targeted, yeah. But if they don't think they are, they won't believe you. You know, I'm trying to make a brochure here. How about making a brochure and some cards and say, are you targeted? Because I am, and these are some symptoms that I feel. And maybe they might feel those symptoms and think it's like, I think one of you guys was talking about um, not knowing for a long time that you were targeted. But if you tell them what the symptoms are, then maybe they are, and maybe they will will um, do something about it then. Mm-hmm. I think um, most body, people don't know for a long time. I think that's typical. Or, or we think we're having a string of very bad luck. Yeah, that's what I thought. I'm just very, very bad luck. Dogs poisoned, you know, my, kid, my cats were injured, you know. Things were happening, bad things. Um, yeah. uh, people, you could be well, like I was at the workplace, very much quiet as a mouse, but people were very com- like confrontational with me. And do you know how odd that looks? Someone that's basically very quiet and someone over their desk screaming at them. Do you know how odd that really looks? It's really a bad question. Yes, it is okay, odd. That happened to me too. That happened to me too, where the person I was talking quietly, but the person was. <laughs> Speaking very loudly outside my kitchen. Yeah, that's a tactic. Everybody can hear. Arguing with them. And and saying that I was bullying her when uh, I was actually doing nothing. But everybody around. That that happened too. I wrote a letter letter explaining the whole thing, and it worked. But you know what? I didn't. I didn't take them to court. So they um, just ignored it and then did it. Do something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. They do other things. I just they, told her to get out of my cubicle, get away from me. Yeah, they're doing that to make you uncomfortable to nudge you out, to quit your job. That's what they want you to do. Yeah, they they worked on me for a long time, but I held out till I hit retirement, and then then I stayed six months longer. <laughs> uh-huh, I didn't know right when I was eligible. <laughs> All right, shake, shake it off. Come here, shake it off. You know, that's good. You know what I mean? You want to eat? Um, I think overall. Uh, Wait, you have somebody you need to... uh -uh. want to eat? Come on. Is anyone else having problems with their pets being injured or killed or anything like that? Oh, yeah. I I, I Remember, well, I don't know if you were on the call at the very beginning, but I was reading um, a woman writes, I think she's in the UK, you guys, but originally born in Ireland, and she believes a lot of this organized stalking is also organized crime. Mm-hmm. And she put 30 crimes that they do, and one of them is pet, uh, pet poisoning, if not uh-huh. killing, child abuse, arson, rape, hate crime, uh, identity theft, medical, uh-huh. medical fraud. H, uh, oh, somebody's out. Uh, solicitor, well, they call it solicitor, but we call them over here lawyers. Lawyers that, um, you know, dupe us, you know, give us bad legal advice, but yet take our money. 
Mm-hmm. A lot of uh, people in our community had money for lawyers, and they, and nothing was done. You know, a lot of money was spent, but nothing was done. Yeah, I uh, I told my attorney. Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh, excuse me. I I just, I'll start clicking on and see who's quiet. Mm-hmm. That noise is coming from Florida. Okay. Is it back? It's probably yeah, my hive of people that live across the street that are my. They're actually on every side of me. Um, where I yeah, live. That, that's right. That's right. How do you know? Uh, well, because I was saying earlier, the ones across the street, you see out-of-state license plates. They got tons of cars over there. They've got some kind of utility truck over there. Uh, you never see anybody or any furniture on the first floor. It's like they're either upstairs or downstairs. I don't know where all these people are, but there's a lot of people there. I just thought they were weird when they first moved in because I couldn't go out. We couldn't go out and sit on our front porch without them coming and sitting out and watching us. They sit oh, there that's staring. right. Yeah. I thought they were really yeah, weird. Figured, uh-huh. I thought they were weird at first, and it took years for me to figure it out. Because I'm not the type to notice who drives what car. I don't pay attention to what other people are doing. I really well, don't. You know what you should do is put a um, put a couple of surveillance cameras on that house and keep track of the ones who come and go. And you'll see that they uh, – maybe do they come and go around 7 a.m. and 7 p.m.? Uh, there's actually seems like the people there all day long, twenty four seven. Yeah, I know, some, but do do some of them go go out at seven? Yeah, some of them do. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not. Sure. I don't really know. There's so many cars, I can't really keep track of them. And like I said, a lot of them are out of state place. I thought they were running a bed and breakfast or something. Well, I'll so, tell you what. You can if you put a surveillance camera on them, just keep that for evidence. And you could get um, that directional meter I was talking about um, and then keep track of um, when they irradiate you and, and put it on a map and say, this is where it's coming from, you know, in the time and the days. Well, I have meters and see, like, I think my house was, was set up to target us because the guy that used to live across the street from us where we used to live, my daughter and I, uh, I found out moved into the same new subdivision. This is a new subdivision. He's just like uh, two two blocks away from me. And he used to live right across the street. And he used to watch my daughter when she played in her little uh, pool, puddly pool thing on the patio. Uh, in fact, I would park my truck in such a way that he couldn't see her because he, he would sit behind the lattice work. Or he would each, actually, sometimes he would take his chair up to the curb and as she was riding her, and be drinking beer, and as she was riding up and down the street on her bicycle, you know, with her her, her wheel, you know, little, she was so little, you know. She had couldn't you call the police wheel. on him? And he would call, he would call her, call out to her. But you could have called the police on him, drinking in well, public, and bothering uh, your little girl. Yeah, I, I don't you, got, you have to you have to call the police just as soon as they as they do something wrong. You have to you know you really have to jump on that because they take every opportunity to hurt you. You have to take every opportunity that comes along because they don't come along every day. Well, the interesting thing when my daughter turned about fifteen, uh, they had it around here on the Fourth of July. They would used to have 
where they block off with the fire department and block off our, our his street, and they would have people would bring food and all that kind of stuff and and have a celebration thing in the neighborhood. And uh, my daughter, I had already gone home. My daughter, this before I knew about gang stock, you know, she was still there. She knew his son. They were the same age. And um, anyway, the the dad, the one that moved over here, he um, asked my daughter, she's two blocks away from home. He asked her if he could give her a ride in his truck. He pulled up alongside her and asked her if she wanted a ride home. And luckily, she declined and said, no, I just live right there. And I'm not, she wouldn't, but he kept trying to talk her into getting in his truck. See, that's when you can get in his face and tell him stuff to mind his own business. Then the police will come, and it's, you're the one that's right, and he's the one that looks like a pervert. Yeah, but the police around here, they're not like that. They'll oh, they're not. Why not? Where are you? Uh, well, I'm in the Midwest, and kind of a, a suburb, small town. Uh-huh. Suburb of a okay. big city, but small town. Oh, but, but you're in uh, the Midwest, uh, Midwest, right? Yeah. Okay. And, well, we're everywhere. Yeah, that's cool. You don't have to. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. They're not going to help. They're just going to try to make you sound like you're crazy. Okay. Oh, well, that means they are, they are in collusion, complicit with this, you know, and it's like that too, James. You know, we can't make them do anything. That's why I want this to jump off, because I want to see these Sherpical rejects look like they are stupid. But you guys hear there's been explosions in Manhattan. I think the shit is jumping off already. That's right. Explosions are going on in Chelsea. Mm-hmm. I've never been to the Big Apple, but if there's some New Yorkers out there that know, know the stomping ground. And also some place called Seaside, New Jersey. I guess Jersey is nearby. There's already another device was found somewhere else on 6th Avenue and 23rd. Oh, they, um, yeah, 29 people. Nobody did, but they've been hurt. And a second report of a blast came in the Seaside Park, New Jersey. When did this happen? Today? Today. And it said recent oh, news, yeah. Update, oh. yeah. Bombing in Manhattan and Chelsea. Hey, Elvira. Hi, I just wanted to I just wanted to say hello to uh, James. I, I like when James talks because he's very interesting and very very knowledgeable. Okay. And I want to yeah. ask him how James, are you there? Excuse me, I'm not trying to. James, remember that ten thing that you did that you had online where you were surrounding yourself with like the, what they used to put the ten on the ten roofs. Oh, 10, yeah, I, I still have that. Oh, is this, does this help? Yeah, I put, um, you know, diamond magnets all over it. I was wondering if it helped. You know, on some of that shield and stuff, I've seen that, the year where you can get, like, a tin roof, and then you can also use lead paint on the outside and inside walls mm-hmm. of your house, or you could do the siding, like a heavy siding, aluminum siding. Does that... I don't know if anybody's tried those things as far as the directed energy weapons. You know what they showed here in Florida? They showed a house where everybody in the neighborhood got together and they collected beer cans, you know, cans, just cans, period. And they took the bottom of the cans and they, like, built the house with those cans. The whole house, including the gate. So... Do you think that was uh, something like a shielding method, uh, James? Sorry, dear. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Oh, you're fine. 
No, you're fine. Let's let's go ahead. James. Yeah, I, I think um, I think that is. Yeah, it, you have to see it to believe it. I mean, the whole house, the porch, the in in uh, the gate. That was something. So that's another idea too that maybe somebody else could do. Okay, I'll, I'm going to put myself on mute. Thank you, Lauren, and thank you, James. And I don't get, didn't get the lady's name. Teresa. Thank you, Teresa. Well, thank I'm you. I'm going to listen. Yeah, I don't know about the building codes, whether, you know, like, probably some areas you could do that. But, um, you know, I saw, I saw a, a YouTube video where somebody was being targeted, and they actually put uh, just sheets of pen. I mean, it looked really, uh, you know, bad, but um, it protected them from the directed energy weapons, you know, so it probably depends on where you live, whether you'd be able to do that or not. My neighbors, I know, would have a fit if I did that, anything like that. It would have to be aesthetically okay, you know, in order to do that. And probably if you had, like, some kind of neighborhood, uh, what do they call them, the membership, um, Associations, neighborhood associations, they would have certain rules about what you can do to your house. Like even aluminum siding, I don't know, they might not even allow that. But I think being in a single dwelling home is a lot safer than I feel for people that are in apartments and condominiums. Is anybody still there? Yeah, um, I'm here. Yeah, because like they don't have a way of shielding that very well. If you're in an apartment or a condominium. Yeah, um, that's worse. That's worse because, because yeah, yeah, and then sometimes when you're in apartments and stuff, you're not allowed to put up certain things, you know what I'm saying? Right, and they have people coming in and out of your apartment, you know, if it's an apartment, to do to do work or maintenance. And they're going to see, you know, like I've heard of some people having all the aluminum foil and all that kind of stuff. You know, they're going to they're going to think you're nuts and probably report you. Exactly. I would say if you're in an apartment or something, you're going to make that. Make sure like your shielding is portable. That way, if those, you know, where you can something you could just stuff in a closet. You know what I'm saying? When well, you like leave sister, or something. They, yeah. they come in when she's not home. You know, exactly. Put so she, you might not I, have that up. Uh, you know, if they come and go when they want to, they just say, well, we're going to come and spray the bugs on such and such day. You don't really know, you know, you may or may not know when they come. She was home even, one day when they were but, trying to, the guy was trying to break the chain on her front door, on the maintenance guy. Well, with a chain on the front door means she's at home, right? Exactly. I, that frightened me when I heard that. That's just my sister. I think is targeted and won't doesn't think she is and doesn't believe in that. Um, have you ever quietly just given her information or steered her to Snowden's movie or anything like that? Uh, yeah, I've tried, but she just she won't listen. Yeah. But that really frightened me when she said that. Some that guy was trying to break the chain on a door. And it was a maintenance man. 
Yeah, a lot of them are part of this. Um, yeah, we had a, uh, someone from the community talk about a week or so ago on my call. If you see, like, uh, a pink tennis shoe of a child that's letting you know they're pedophiles and they some them, if you see something like, I know the thing that... Um, you say what? Pink what? A pink child tennis shoe that belongs to, like, a little girl tennis shoe. Oh. Like on the street or something that's letting you know that's pedophilia. If you see, oh for some reason, orange cones, but you look around and you're like, well, where's the work done? Because the road, you know, I don't see any paving, I don't see any earth. What do I have those cones there? That's to let you know that the men that work on roads and highways, they're a part of the human trafficking. Usually I call it the, you know, the rape and video and put out on tour, that underbelly of uh, the Internet. And that's where all those deals and illicit money is made. Yeah, it's it's really scary. It's very that's where those freaks are. When you have kids, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I know that there's the man that lived on one side of me, he their family's not there anymore. But I would go outside on my porch just before I knew what any of this was. He would always be out there in the middle of the night smoking a cigarette. And I would come home. My daughter had to be home by herself um, for probably, oh, a half hour or so before I would get home from work. I got I went in as early as I could so I could get home. You know, I could get off at 3 and uh, be home for her and uh, until I could retire. I retired when she was 11, so it wasn't for very long. But I would come in the house, and I would still smell cigarette smoke. I think the guy had a key to our house because she kept losing her key. And uh, we would, sometimes we came in together and there was cigarette smoke. We could smell it. So I know she has allergies, so she would never smoke. You know. never smoke. But, yeah, you're going to smell no. it. No, we would come in together and we would smell it. And then I got my locks changed. <laughs> the day that it terrified me when I got in and my daughter was asleep in my room. She's like 10, 11. She's asleep in my room on my bed. And I walked in and I smelled cigarette smoke. Someone had been in the house while she was sound asleep in my room. So I got all my locks changed at that point and it stopped. So I think he got a hold of our our key. And, and our house is wired. It's wired really weird. You know, there's weird stuff that happens to my wiring on one side of my house where the air conditioning is. And, and they've changed it again here recently. So um, I don't know what's going on, but we used to get in the shower and there was an overhead light that was a clear plastic thing. Um, and it would, uh, especially when my daughter was in the shower, it would happen to me sometimes too, but the light would go out. And if you were in the attic, which you, we would hear people walking around in the attic, you literally could hear people walking around up there. And uh, you could actually look down through that from the from being up in the attic. And uh, so what I did to get to stop that, that went on for a long time. I thought my house was haunted or something. I didn't know what was going on. But I got one of those extension sticks for your iPhone or camera, and I put it on video, and I opened up the the, crawl, the space, not the crawl space, the attic thing, and I would stick it up there and videotape and because I, I couldn't get up there. You know, it's just me and my girl, and I'm too old. I can't get up there. And so I started videotaping every time I'd hear something, and um, it stopped after that. Didn't have it anymore. I've had people sitting on my couch 
look up at the ceiling because we could hear them walking across the floor. And I, people would look up like, what in the world is that? And I just thought we had ghosts or something. I didn't know what it was. Because we also Hello? had like, we had That's like like something is falling. Yeah, it might be that. Uh, they make you feel like ghosts are there, but it has to be so lined up and what It's just like a oh, an in-circuit video. I don't know where the freaks are, but it's what's going on. Well, I think they, can anyone hear they, me? They would flash the lights and stuff too. Hello. Yeah, we can hear. I'm sorry, we're talking. Go ahead, we can hear you. Uh, quickly, um, I want to quid pro quo her. Um, what state are you in? I'm in California, and I'm sitting listening to you, and I'm hearing all of my same experience, and I want to address a couple things that you're saying, ma'am. Um, I'm okay. Cindy in California. Okay, basically, they can do over-the-horizon monitoring, okay, the military, but also with the house, with the attic where I was living, the attics were open, and don't let the man managers tell you that, oh, that can't happen, or I don't know if you're in your own home, but they told me, oh, no one's up there, you know, they want to go crazy, you're crazy. No, my grandfather was a fire commissioner, and so there are fire doors up there, and people can get up there, okay, if if you are in a multi-unit building. No, I'm in a single-family home. Hi, Cindy. Hi, and so a a lot of what she was saying with the shower and stuff like that, I had a man, uh, a maintenance man, I just told Lauren this the other day, confess to me. As I was being perped outside, I walked by to go to my bus, my dialer ride, my paratransit, and he yelled out because he, he, they were lying to him. You know how they defame. So he was thinking, yeah. oh, she's whatever. But then later on, like a year and a half later, he was a decent man. And when he was in this group of people, ma'am, he yelled out the way these ha- these apartments are wired. And he meant for me to hear that. And it actually was – he was standing in front of one of the perps' houses. I believe they were agents and stuff in there or people handlers oh, yeah. or something. And so there were a few other things you said, but I, I totally chime in with what you're talking about because, look, I lived at another complex in 2001, and they were walking in on the children in the unit next to my, my elderly friend. She told me the 411. She said that people, the manager's husband had gotten access to the keys and he had accessed their apartment with the child in the shower and he was looking at. And then about a year after that, maybe six months, the fire people, the fire um, department came to that unit where they were looking at the kids. And they pulled out the weapons and were trying to take the man that lived there away, okay? So they were on top of that household. And also behind me, above the elderly sister, they had children going up and down the stairs in, a, in an empty apartment, right? They said, uh, and I asked, what was going on in there? They go, oh, well, you know, they're painting it, getting it ready for another tenant. And I said, wait a minute. And the manager tried to foo-foo me off, right? But it was her husband that had been looking at kids, right? And uh, so he had molested probably her grandkids. This is the manager's husband, an ex-correctional officer at Folsom State Prison, Mike 
Perez, for anyone listening, I remember the name. So this is the thing, is the elderly lady told me that she would sit in her living room and she could see the reflection on the windows of the building right across the walkway. She could see them bringing children up and down the stairs. So if it's in your gut and you believe that's what's happening, that's what's happening. Don't let anybody convince you otherwise. Anyone that's a parent, I feel sorry for you. I mean, I'm a fellow Target, and I just can't even tolerate that these people have access like this. Sorry, Lauren, because she just, (laughs) everything she was saying is what I have been through, and it, it just disgusts me. I see children that are abused and sickly in some of these perps' apartments and some of the handlers, and they have sexualized me. And so it's just disgusting. I will be quiet now. It just, ooh, it gets I apologize. I didn't know you were going to add in. I, my apologies, Cindy, and thank you for sharing. This, yeah, this. And that's, I think you were. that was kind of what you were talking about, Lauren. Mm-hmm. You know, just just uh, the the sexual abuse of children. Exactly. We we heard it three days ago from our Vice President Biden. You can look it up on ESPN. It's right there. I'm busting him out. Do you know how horny you make me standing next to you? He whispered to a 13-year-old girl. Speakers, those House speakers uh, that have been reelected. His daughter, 13 years old, Joe Biden. They're calling him Creepy Biden. It's on ESPN. It's on Dr. William Mount. It's out there. It's no secret. This freak said that to the world, basically. Yeah. And she was so, really yeah, I, I, scared, disgusted. It was really it. ugly to see that. It was really, I never saw a pedophile in making. It was gross. Well, where we lived before, my daughter was probably about three, and it was actually a mobile home park. And I had a double-wide mobile home. It was really nice. And it, when I first moved in, it was a really nice place that before I even had children. But after I had my daughter, she was about three years old. One day I went outside, and I had those, you know, those plastic form chairs, you know, that you can sit outside in, you know, buy at Walmart or whatever. I had several of them behind my house so that if I had visitors, I could take them out to the patio and we'd have a place to sit. Um, Somebody had taken one of those chairs and put it outside my daughter's. She was three at the time. Her outside of her bedroom window right up to the window and there were boot prints on the chair. Somebody had been standing on it. Uh, I said, I know that makes me sick, but let me tell you something. Sometimes you may like, well, think you look okay, but sometimes I'm going to tell you that a lot of people, a lot of women in our community have been targeted because they want their children. I'm going to say it straight out. These baby bumpers are really gross, okay? Yeah, that's what I... I, Can I say something else, please? Sure. Um, My ex-boyfriend, we hung out a lot, and we... He was noticing things moved around in the apartment. Excuse me, I had just gone outside. Um... So he thought maybe I was gaslighting him, and so he he didn't. But he didn't think that right off because I'm just not the type, you know. But he was like, "Who's doing this?" You know. That's so, the thing you don't know. Yeah, but the boot prints, okay. Follow your gut. He said that he he did the vacuuming for me, so he would put the little grooves in the carpet and stuff, and he was watching the carpet. And he was like, who's moving all this stuff around? So we left, and he purposely 
moved things around and looked at everything to see, because I keep everything, you know, kind of stationary, excuse me, in my apartment. And um, sorry about that, you guys. I'm kind of nervous right now because I got perps running and doing stuff right now, and it's dark. Um, anyways, um, um, Rashad, he, he, he went and um, he moved certain things around just to see what would happen. We came back from the Bay Area, right? And he he looked in. He must have got in before I did to just check it out, right? Check my apartment out. And he saw boot marks going around the carpet. And I'm thinking it's cops because they have those specific kind of boots. Do you understand what I'm saying? Or it was a maintenance man. But he said he he put his foot in the indentation of the boot print, and it was not his foot. And it was bigger than his foot. Okay, yeah. and he was a size eleven, and I'm just you know the you're Lauren. We've spoken about how the the super handlers, which are CIA, but mostly DEA, what they do is they hide out in apartments around you or in homes around you, mostly apartment complexes, because they can move and groove and get in and out, and people don't really, and they don't do it in the middle of the day when you can see who they are because they're recognizable. They're so tall. They're like six seven, six nine. Ma'am, have you ever seen anybody by chance? in your neighborhood that's that tall? Because these people stand out. These are the big guys. They are special ops. They're Fort Bragg. They're highly trained, and they don't want to be seen. That's the sheriffs because it is sheriff marshals. It is CIA, DEA. The DEA is linked to the sheriffs and drug tasks because they're DEA, drug enforcement. So they come down. They trickle their power through the drug tasks. And then when they want to access and they get down with the get down, Lauren, they want to access a kid or a woman, they're going to find out through the DEA and then the snitches, which are the perps, too. Let me be quiet. That's what I know. And then we're called, when they have us tagged like this in this trafficking, we're called a beta woman because they, you know what I mean, they come in, drug us, rape, videotape, and then they put numbing gel on our genitalia so you don't really... It numbs you, not only from the pain, it numbs you that you don't know you've been violated, you understand? But woman did, a woman did wake up, though, I think after the lesson, found residue. Plus her underpants were turned backwards, and no woman's going to put her underwear on backwards. Come on. Oh, remember on. that girl that went down the stairs, the one that had been following me off and on for years? Mm-hmm. You know, that she wanted to be like me because they really wanted me and they did access me. And now you're talking about the numbing gel. I did have that on my my private, right? And so okay, basically so I was, yeah. I'm sorry? And her, under, and her underwear was put on backwards. Oh, yeah, this one had the underwear fall out of her pants when she, her shorts when she went up and down the stairs. Okay, and she had been targeted. I think she was a target or handled, okay? And she had followed me years before. Every couple of years, she would touch down. She actually went to the jail where my ex is right now. She was on the other side and the women's side. This is a person that they have following me around, okay? And so basically, she lets herself be used, and um, she had, I had long braids in down to my, my hips, right? I, I'm black, and I had braids in, and I'm, I'm a singer, um, flute player. I'm a, a musician. And um, this girl followed me to the laundromat, 
and had put in hair. You know how the perps, they're disgusting. She had put in hair. She is Italian, and she had tried to um, put extensions in her hair, and her straight hair was sticking out. Oh, girl, please. Oh, girl, please. And she was with this blonde lady who seems to be either a cop or a DEA agent, very wealthy looking, you know, dressed down, but you can tell the difference. I can tell the difference. I'm a private school grad. I've lived in rich counties all my life, and I know people. I've dealt with every – I love all people. So I know when you're dressed up, dressed down, whatever, I've dealt with it all. And I just really – they've had this one. And then she went after my boyfriend (laughs) like uh, about four – between two and four years ago, she's been on top of – my pre my my just recent uh, ex fiance. So I just had to say that you guys just uh, share some information. Thank you, Lauren. Sure. Thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank I you want to say that. that I think it's very mm-hmm. difficult for people who are dating age too. Like I worry about my daughter because I think they put certain uh, guys in her life, narcissistic type people, and I think that they're part of this. And I think that have have actually been harmful to her um, psychologically. And watch uh, some watch some of the Mormon kids because they are Boy Scouts and stuff like that. Because they will be Masons kids and things like that. Okay, well, these we don't really have Mormons around here, but we do have a lot of Masons. And these are from these boys were from uh, wealthy families around here, and. Uh, they're the ones that seem to really pursue her. She's really beautiful, my daughter. Um, and yesterday, my daughter doesn't like to, she's the type of person that would just, no, I don't want to think about that, or no, that's not really happening, you know, because it's too scary, I think. But uh, she actually called me on the phone yesterday on the way to work. She's graduated high school now. And she uh, has to drive quite a ways to get to work. It's about 20 minutes probably. And she she called me because she was scared that her husband, a guy had been following her the entire way. Almost, she was on to, to her turn to to go into her work, and that's as far as he followed her. And then he went on. And for her to notice someone's following her, that was pretty. Um, he definitely was fine. She's not the type of she's the type of person to ignore things, you know. And so I'm a little concerned about that now that you be very, very, oh. very, very careful with your yeah. daughter. Super careful. I'm sorry, Lauren. I'm to I, I'm, I was an educator, and I'm a licensed child care custodian, and I'm fingerprinted, and I'm a, a mandated reporter. I'm sure there's many on the, the call. Please be careful with your daughter. Do in, 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 you know, just teach her, teach her. They're not – sometimes – I, I, that's all I can say. I'm, I'm sorry. That's what I tell her. To be, she's going to have. I feel for her because I told her. I said, "You are part of a generation where you have to be very careful who you associate with, because you can't just trust people." No. Like we. I have somebody. I have a friend in the military, ma'am, and he asked me about my dating life because this started for me when I was 28 the more outward, the following and stuff as of a result of a interaction with the cops and an owner that was afraid of me suing them, okay? And so my friend, he's way high up in the military, and he's a Christian. He is a holy man, and he has rescued children, okay, from other countries. 
and uh-huh. he went to battle for us, okay? He went to battle for us. And he's like a covering for me, okay? And he told me, he asked me, well, how many guys have you dated in your dating life? How, who were they? What were they like? And who, you know, he wants nothing from me. He hasn't tried to approach me, come to me, you know, try to get along with me, nothing like that. We were college alumni, brother and sister. And um, he helped to rescue girls out of China, okay, Um, that they kill and orphanages and stuff. So um, I trust him with my life. And so just watch the type of guys that are coming toward her. You know what I'm saying? Get get like a, even take pictures, take pictures, because you never know. You never know what they'll try. Um, Victims of immunity. That talks a lot about, uh, and I don't think they get the electronics, but they get the game talking. What they say, if they can line a girl's house up real quick again to follow her, what I'm saying, let me tell you how this game really rolls. They'll have you tracked, GPS in your body, numbing gels. They will have you raped, taped, sold on tour, making outrageous sums of money. And once they harness a young female, they will have you 20, 25, 30 years. You feel what I'm saying? And go the next generation after that. They already feel like all you have to do is hook them up and we have to even touch them, do all your thing at night, tape them, make your money, and boom. You are being basically assaulted. You are basically in slavery, a sex slave electronically for years. Okay? That's how they roll. I worry about it. I went to, I was talking on the other calls that we had about uh, churches and how there's gang stalking that goes on in churches. And, a lot of uh, females in churches are handlers for sex trafficking, too. Don't let well, the women fool you. The pastor was involved in the associate pastor. I, I realized they were involved with this this gang stalking. The pastor connected for for the purpose of getting us to know other people in the church, assigned us to this couple that lives in my town. And just, you know, to help me, you know, me and my daughter get, you know, acclimated to the people at the church, introduced and so forth. These people had us over to their house for dinner, and they were suggesting to me to have my 16-year-old daughter uh, at the time go, I think she was about 16, go to Mexico with them on some kind of, uh, in some outback place where you can't even change your clothes every day because you look uppity. You, you, they don't even have toilets or showers or I don't even know where this place was. And they were trying to talk me. Supposedly they take the youth down there and they wanted to take my daughter down there with them. And I thought, you've got to be out of your mind. I'm not letting you take my daughter out of the country. <laughs> my daughter wouldn't go down there anyway, but uh, you know, I thought that was very odd. They'd, I didn't even hardly know them. Exactly, peculiar. See, and again, I bet it was a woman probably trying to sell it to you first. Your guys have to watch these freaks. Let me tell you somehow this also rolls. Most of the talkers, you think it's going to be the man. No, it's going to be the woman. The woman can get access to the child or another woman. There was another time. It's the woman. It was a woman in another situation at this church. It was a woman that had lots of children. And my daughter stayed for this picnic thing that they had after church for the kids. And it was outside the, in, in the, the church in the yard. And um, 
this woman, my daughter told me, which that she was even younger than that. She told me this woman wanted to be to mentor her. And I, I thought, well, what does she mean by that? You know, I don't even know this woman. I've seen her, but I don't know who she is. She literally put, you know, she kept kind of trying to to pursue my daughter, left a pack, uh, like a basket with different, uh, you know, gifts in it on my porch for my daughter. And uh, in, for the purpose, I guess, you know, with a card saying, you know, well, you know, I don't know what it said, but she was wanting to mentor my daughter, which I thought was just really bizarre. I called my pastor before I knew he was part of all this and asked him, I said, well, who is this lady? You know, is she okay? I mean, I don't understand. And he would not answer any questions. He goes, well, you need to go ask her. You need to talk to her. And I said, well, I'm just, you know her. I was just wanting to see, I'm not trying to start any trouble. I just, is she, you know, she's wanting to mentor my daughter and I really don't know her or what she's doing, you know. And or if this is normal, is this something you do at church? Or he wouldn't answer a question. He just kept telling me you need to ask her. He wouldn't answer one question about her. Yeah, your name. I'm telling you, teachers, so we don't go social workers, nurses. This is it. I'm telling you, victimsofimmunity.com. So these are immunity human trafficking holders. They also work syndicated too. Judges. Lawyers, doctors, the network of them. Has anybody else had trouble, like if you try to go in a hospital, I don't mean to change the subject, where you're afraid to actually go into a hospital and be treated yeah. in a hospital? Yeah, but I want to give my sister my kidney, her loving donor, and I'm scared to take mine out and give it to someone else. And let us both die on the table. Well, I, I, woke up, I woke up from that crying. It was just really wow. It doesn't mute it out. Well, I went in for a minor thing to a hospital locally here. It was very minor, nothing big deal. And um, I, they asked me what I was allergic to, and I'm allergic to codeine. That makes me sick to my stomach. I can't take it. And um, I mean really, really sick. And um, I had the whole time I was there, I had a, I had a terrible headache. And I don't don't really get headaches anymore. I used to when I was younger. But when I was in that hospital, I had an excruciating headache the entire time. And I told them I had a really bad headache. They could they give me something, but I can't take codeine. They gave me something, and I said, "Now this isn't codeine, is it?" And they said, "No." I took it, and it wasn't just a few minutes. I was hanging over the toilet. I was so ill. And I looked over them at them while I was still being sick, and I said. Is this codeine? Do you does this have codeine in it? And they said, Well, it's synthetic codeine. I said, I told you I can't take codeine. They had they had me so drugged up in there that I called my friend to come and get me because I said I and this is before I knew I was gang stalked. I knew nothing, but I literally felt like they were going to kill me if I stayed in there. I was going to die because they, they had me so drugged. When they rolled me out. My friend came to get me. They rolled me out in a wheelchair. I was so drugged that my, I was leaning, hanging over, almost unconscious, dragging my purse on the ground. That's how drugged I was. And it terrified me. I'm scared to go in a hospital now. Because I think you got a flag on your name. I think that's it. And that's... 
they're trapped in the, yeah, in the hospital. I'm scared. Back in network. Do they get our number or our beats? Do they, you know, are they communicated about us in their cell phones? Like a, a talking network. I don't know how it's done, but I know it ain't anything that difficult. What? I think your fall is flagged because I had a fall and I ended up, I had a meniscus tear. I didn't know what it was, but I, my knee, I couldn't hardly walk. And because mm-hmm. I had had a fall, and I went to the hospital, and the lady, there's a lady that came in, I don't know if she was a nurse or who she was, that worked there, and accused me of being a drug addict, like I was there to get drugs. And they did absolutely nothing for it. They, they x-rayed my knee, but didn't show anything because it was a meniscus tear. And I, I thought, what in the world? What did you say? <laughs> you know, And, uh, you know, I'm just an old lady, you know. Anyway, so my, my daughter was with me, and so she, uh, we went to the car, and uh, I limped to the car. They gave me some crutches that didn't even fit. I didn't even know how to use them. But I got managed to get back to the car. And it was like two weeks later, I uh, went to an orthopedic surgeon. and found out I had a meniscus tear in my knee, and I had to have surgery on my knee. You know, but they were acting like I was there under false pretenses to get drugs or something. Okay, that that's weed and seed. Weed and seed is like a drug task situation, like a link. It's a, what is that? It's some kind of law or some kind of um, perp. It's not perps, but it is perps. Um, it's a program that they get either federal or state money for, and they're looking for, like, um, drug users. Um, they're looking for marijuana farms in your house stuff like that. And then once you get on that, then they justify, oh, well, this is why we had to follow this person. So they're probably, your your life is probably so clear that now they're trying to, you know, um, well, see what double perp you, double perp you, get you well, linked into the system. Two days earlier, I had uh, like a, I had a tooth that the filling kept falling out for years. They'd fill it and they'd fall out. I'd go to a different dentist and they kept saying, well, I can feel it. It'll stay in. And it wouldn't stay in. And it was a pretty big hole in my tooth. So I finally um, was going to go and just have it pulled, you know. And um, so anyway, I I bit down on a payday candy bar and it actually cracked my tooth down into the root. And so I was two days before I had my meniscus tear. And I went to the hospital. I wanted to wait until I could get to my dentist the next morning, make an appointment with my dentist. And I thought, I'll never make it through the night. I was in such excruciating pain. I don't think I've ever had much pain in my life. And so I went ahead and just made it. I was headed toward the drugstore to try to get something to numb it or something. And as I went past where you turned to go to the hospital, I thought, no, I just got to go to the hospital. So I went in, and they gave me shots around my tooth. And um, they then they um, also gave me a pain, some pain medication. And then the next day I was able to make an appointment with my dentist and get the tooth uh, pulled. Well, so that happened two days before I had my fall. So I don't know if it was because it was too, it was so close. I had just, and I hadn't been to the, the hospital in years, you know. It's not like I make a habit of going to the hospital. But uh, I'm wondering if it's because I got pain medication for my tooth two days earlier. And they thought maybe I was back for more or something. I don't know. Well, it's just a coincidence that that happened that way. 
I wonder even when you had your fall, if that was a fall from the perks. I just wonder if everything that really injures us is really from the perks, you know what I'm saying? Well, that's what I wonder, too, because what happened, My I had a dog at the time that was really scared of loud noises, like if it stormed or anything, and it was the 4th of July when I had my fall, uh, and I had, my dog was so scared she wouldn't go outside, so I had to walk down the deck stairs to go out. I thought, well, she's got to go outside, you know, and go to the bathroom. She has to go by now. I mean, it had been all day. So they were shooting fireworks off, and it was just really loud in the neighborhood. And my dog started, they have to set off a whole string of firecrackers at the same, at this time. And my dog started running around me, and she was about knee high to me. And, uh, and it twisted me, and I fell. And so it twisted my knee, and that's yeah. I managed to get myself back up and get limp back up the stairs, and that's when I went to the hospital. I think I went maybe went waited until the next day to see if I was gonna, you know, maybe I'd feel better or something. I can't remember that that it was fireworks, and and maybe they did that on purpose. I felt like I was being watched in my backyard, even though I have a privacy fence back there. I don't know why. I just felt that that I was being laughed at. I don't know. Isn't that weird? Um, it isn't, you guys. We are, you know, they're trailing us from mentioning, you can't mention Sharia law on Facebook or let's just say social media or we may be, um, as our government is telling us, $10,000 uh, fine and possible prison. But they're already hanging out things in Germany. Your, what does it say? Praise Allah. Or your children will die. They yeah. pray that your children will die? Praise Allah or your children will die. You know, I, uh, I guess they call it the Autobahn, which is our version of expressway or freeways here right. in America. Yeah. So over the, you know, the banister thing, yeah, written in German, uh, very clear. And it says, your children will pray to Allah or die. Well, you know what? As they kept saying, the police are <laughs> besieged uh, in this besieged nation that has been confronted with its worst period of violence and civil unrest since the days of Hitler's Nazis as anger over Angela Merkel's open-door policy. I had a feeling when they came, I knew that that you know, black horse was coming over, and it's coming over in our country, too. I kept saying, we'll see how that has to, yeah, they're trying to show in their propaganda news commercials over there, the blonde hair, blue-eyed German women wearing a hijab, which is the head wrap. Uh, A lot of them ain't going for that. You know what I mean? It's almost like saying my identity, my culture, my language, everything that makes me me, you want me to change up for, you know what I mean? This Basically, this new shit coming in, and a lot of people feel that way. I don't think so. Or as I said it before, I don't know if it's still a rule or something. They are ushering us into such a huge sick, and it's scary, you know? I'm really scared. Well, that's what it says in the Bible that, you know, you'll have the, the choice of you'll either bow down, take the mark, whatever that will end up being, uh, and and take worship this one world religion, which I think will be um, Korea. It'll be it'll be a a combination. But you know, when I first read that about you'll be beheaded, at the time I was a new Christian, and I thought 
There is nowhere in the world that people are beheading anybody except Mm -hmm. Islam. That's right. Nobody was beheading people except Islam. So I knew it had to be connected to that. That But I think it's going to be a The black horse. That's the horse of death, war and death. That's what's coming in. Yeah. And then they're going to try to sell it in the entertainment industry, letting you know when you watch, look at the web how many gorgeous celebrities are actually Islam. Now, if we see Kim Kardashian with something on, then I know that she's got to be the whore of Babylon. So go any way it needs to, you know? Well, you know, they're deep in the Illuminati. Mm, exactly. I mean, even the, the mother's house, she's got all the Illuminati symbolism, the checkered floors and all the Masonic symbolism of the checkered floors and that kind yeah, of stuff. Everything yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. the Masat, Mason, and the Illuminati, one and the same, pretty much. Yeah, it's all part of the same. Well, you've got, got, yeah. you got your people at the bottom, you know, they're just kind of the useful idiots, I think, that, that they use. The, the Barney Fives, like you said, they're the Barney Fives. they got, you know, they've got everybody in that. They've got locksmiths mm-hmm. that can participate mm-hmm. They've got electricians. Cab drivers, yeah. Yeah. I've had had people over to fix stuff in my house, and I know that they were, you know, part of this because they did things that, that made me realize. I watched them, and I could see what they were doing. It was very suspicious. Okay. And uh, anyway. But, yeah, wow. yeah, Freemasons are real big. I didn't know that when I first moved to this town. But I used to pick up my daughter at school, and she had an evening, you know, like a student council or something would be there in school be doing something. So I'd have to pick her up after dark. And I'd drive by this, this Freemason building in the square, and, I mean, it was packed out. It, it would, It's always packed out. Mm-hmm. So I think that's Hello. really... Hello. This is the this is the thing about the the uh, cab drivers is that the sheriffs are linked to the cab drivers in the in Britain in London area in England, and I wonder if that's true for here. And then um, the Masons are tied to in my area they're tied to the Children's Guild, the Actors Guild. <laughs> they actually were renting the theater to the Children's Guild. <laughs> So tie that one on. <laughs> Does that mean that, well, like you said, the Illuminati and the Masons are one of the same, so we know the Illuminati runs Hollywood. Oh, let me go on my thing real quick. Somebody's really loud. Yeah, what did the last person say? Not that. Okay. That noise covered it up. Yeah. Yeah, I think somebody's messing with, they're definitely messing with the call. So you're talking yeah, they about are. I just went through it, everyone. I can't find it. It was quiet when I went one by one. So I've got many so of them. Whatever that person was saying, I would say it again because it was obviously something they didn't want us to hear. Okay. 
The last person that was talking. Someone is snoring. I think you were talking about Hollywood or the Children's Guild or something. Well, you know, we know that the, if the Masons, if the Masons, I didn't know that, one of the same, interchangeable Masons, Illuminati, both the same. We know the Illuminati owns uh, Hollywood, actors, theater, movie, recording. They got to, and the media, so that everything we watch or think about or what they show us that's in, is being doctored up by them. So they got movie stars all of a sudden. How many movie stars are secretly Islamic? They're using that, they're using that culture as a as a way to bring in one world, you know, whatever it's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be religion or law. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be both because that's what they stand for. Duh. Their laws are enwrapped in their religion. Because I was always thinking about that. Sharia law. Isn't that, is that a law or is that their religion? They're intertwined. It's very, it's going to be very, very, very bad for women, without a doubt. Both Yes, it's going to be bad for women, even for women that are young or old, women that have that have children, or women that are childless. For what? For women that are white, as well as women that are black, it's going to be bad for women. It's going to be bad for you know illiterate women, as just as much as highly educated women. It's going to be bad. Because what that's going to do is it's going to pull us from everything. It could be women from wealthier families. They will try to take or going to take under truly a law if not married. They will try to take your inheritance. A woman can't own anything. More importantly, not even herself. I, that was born of the so-called United States, home of the brave, your education, you know, be a night school, but still, you're going to tell me what my work is? That, it, you know, by their laws, if you're single, that, that you can be open game to be raped. All of us can be raped. Allah yeah, says we're all infidels. So if you don't believe in that, they're going to be raped. And you know what? I know you guys have this big fear. It's going to be some, you know, horrible mandingo guy or something. Else. What's going to be at the door is going to be that five-foot stick. Oh, I'm with the machete. And I want to have a gun. I want to have a gun. We gotta blow. We gotta blow them away. They'll blow us away. Yeah. The the thing is, it 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 masquerades as religion, but it's really not. It's fascism. And uh, yeah, it's a cult. I think it's cultish too. Yeah, and it's fascist. You know, anytime. Oh, oh then they are wrapping it up just like the Nazis, because you guys know that that guy did not take over for power. You know, telling anybody what he was really going to do. You know, he didn't start out that way. No way. And well, that's that there. Yeah. Okay. Obama is saying that the Islam founded America. Now he's trying to rewrite history. No, they didn't. That's what Obama. Why is he saying that? He, you know, lay off the weed. You know, he's telling us to say that. Are you smoking Malia's gas? Stop it! And stop yeah, it! Not only, not only that, is they've made all these scientific. Uh, uh, improvements in the world, you know, that they're and the leaders in science and all this other stuff. It's just nonsense. No, I don't think that's true. Well, wait a minute. Let me get it right. Uh, a lot of countries in Africa, and I don't know for sure, but isn't that, isn't it like, you guys might know this, isn't it true that Egypt sort of sways back and forth? Some of them may be Islam, some of them are Christian, and some of them were, you know, believe in Rom. You know, is that correct? It kind of goes a couple of ways there. 
I don't, than Egypt. I, I, I can't. I don't think. I mean, I know a lot of. And you know what? I don't know. I'm going to look that up myself. But I also know Egypt is placed with other belief systems there too. For some but I'm saying I don't believe it's dominated by you know just Islam. I don't think. Because you know, in Pharaoh's day, it wasn't really quite Allah. It was the sun goddess and stuff, you know. Well, I think Egypt has pretty much been destroyed now, hasn't it? It's not the same as it was probably 10 years, even 10 years ago. Um, because yeah. of all these wars in the Middle East and, and and trying to destabilize all these countries, you know, Syria, you know, Egypt. um mm. They have always been mentioned. Uh, they the Israelites. Yeah, Syria is really a bad one. Right. You know something? One of the guys, part Mexican, part Syria, they have, I'm not going to lie, they call it making the swirl. This is what they also do in this trapping, and a lot of women are wondering why they're damaged down there. Their practices are sticking a knife up us, and makes the woman makes them work her and sound, and they call it the swirl, and they put that out on politically on tour as well. So a lot of women, and I wonder if that's what happened to me and my kids, it really just breaks my heart because a lot of a lot of single women are wondering why they have damaged kids. A lot of times there's going on too. Do you understand what I'm really trying to say when they can make you unconscious and drug you? When I say that these rapists have unnatural uh, Imagine for a minute, because none of us maybe are rapists, we're not men, to know that you have a body drug and at your will you can do anything you want. Can you imagine the, the perversity, the defiling, but more importantly, the sadistic addiction? Yeah, they're unseemly, unnatural. What? They're separate. You know, God said it's in the scriptures, you know, that, um, you know, if, you reject, if a person rejects him and rejects his law, he'll turn you over to a reprobate mind. And that's what's happened to these people. They'll just wax, they'll get worse and worse. Yeah. You know, they're reprobates. There's no other I call it. I call it sometimes disease of the mind. You know what I'm saying? Just if you, your mind is just getting worse and worse, like left, you know, like a cancer. And now, so I it, don't know if they're trying to say that to scare us. I don't know. Completely. Well, that's what it says in scriptures, that, that people will get worse and worse. I mean, just the same phrasing you use. It's, it's, you know, you guys believe in, I think it was like an old Hebrew saying, that God counts women's tears because they said women and children cry because they really know the tragedy and evilness that lurks in our lives. And it just brings tears to us. Do you guys believe that? It counts our tears. Oh, I'm sorry. I was looking looking at something when you were talking. Oh, it's that snoring. <laughs> You're really turning off my call, okay? <laughs> Let me go back and see who is the snorer. No, I just always remembered that when I was a lot younger. God counts women's tears. Oh yes, He does. He, he, he says in Scripture, He He counts all of us. He stores all. He saves every tear, all of us. It does. It says that in Scripture that He He 
saves, he counts every tear. No tears shed that he doesn't hasn't saved. He doesn't know about. I'm worried about what type of future. And that's when uh, now I'm getting now for a moment. I'm feeling my own flesh, my own fear. I don't want to freak at my door window when this goes down. You know, we're not going to be thinking what what wonderful accomplishments these people have made. You're making ready to attack us. It's not going to be that. Well, my my suggestion. I don't know if do you know the the Lord? Do you or do you know Jesus? Do you have a relationship with him? I wanted to read a a scripture because if you are in Christ, I don't believe you're going to be here when that happens. But there's a scripture here. I hope you everybody will come on those and let me read this. Because it talks about. Hold on a second. Let me uh, mute everybody. Because you know, uh, you don't need to read like that and have somebody just going. It's just working on himself. This describes. Uh, Oh, no. Wait a minute. Uh -uh. That is really. Hello? Okay, hold on. Okay. Okay, Ms. Jerry, go ahead. You have the floor. Okay. Um, this describes the people that are, are in, and this describes our, this generation, this people that are here now. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their, their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, all TIs, these were falsely accused, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. And some have a form of godliness. In other words, they go to church, you know, and all this stuff, but they deny the power. It says, from these people turn away. It says, uh, from this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women, women laden with sins, led away with diverse lusts, ever learning and never able to come to a knowledge of the truth. But basically, this is the kind of people that, that these people, Perps are. I just wanted to read that. But if you are in Christ, you are not going, I don't really believe that you're going to, to go through that. And I think, you know, just be in prayer. Don't be afraid. Yeah. So I can hear the fear in your voice and, and uh, you know, just go to Jesus. And I have even wondered, if we do I struggle, endure, you know, I struggle. Even if we do endure Heart, horrible thing. I mean, think that there's Christians right now that are being beheaded for the faith. There, you know, women are being raped that are Christians, and uh, you know, some of them they just they cry out to Jesus. And I honestly think that uh, even if we are martyred for our faith, 
that I think Jesus will take us before we actually feel even like that beheading thing it talks about in Revelation. I think even if a Christian is there, I think our spirit will be taken before we actually feel anything. But don't don't be afraid. You know, Jesus said, you know, just just keep your relationship and stay close with him. Spend time in scripture and, and in prayer every morning. Make it your first thing. And Ephesians 6 is how you fight this. It's, is uh, he didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of a sound mind. And I know it's really easy to get scared. It really is when you start thinking. But don't dwell on those things because they want you to be afraid. You know, just trust God and ask him to give you strength. Whatever you're going to have to endure, that he will give you the strength to endure. Because that's what Jesus said, endure until I come. So we may have to go through some hard things, but... In the end, this life is just like a breath. You know, it's quick. It seems long to us, but it's really not when you compare it to eternity. And Scripture talks about that. It's like a wisp of smoke. It's it's nothing. So your eternity is going to be with him. So just yes, just focus on him. Keep he let him be your northern star. Keep your eyes on him, and don't be try not to be afraid. Thank you, Julie. Thank you. Are you alone? Are you alone in that? Is that because that would no? I never. No, my younger sister. I still check in on her. You know, the She's really the oh. one that suffers because she's yeah. She's up BTK, the burns, the rape, the constant talking. Oh, it's it's awful. It's it's awful. Is. But just it get is. on your knees, cry out to the Lord because He will help you and He will intercede. And you know, one I pray, I do pray for the perpetrators too. That God will will soften their hearts, that He that He will show them the wrong that they're doing. Um, that you know, and if that's not possible, that He would confuse and confound their plans, trip them up, you know, uh, put them at, at odds with each other, you know. Uh, and and I can't even suggest to God, who is the, the Creator. The creator of everything, I, I can't even come up with a plan as good as anything he could come up with. So I ask him for his will to be done. And I tell you what, I've been a lot better off doing that. I always ask for God, you know, but I always pray for them to to see what they're doing and see that they're doing wrong and they're sinning against him and change their hearts, give them understanding of how they're hurting people, you know, and the harm they're doing in the world. So... You know, just just lean on the Lord because you're in some. We're in some tough times. Yes, we are. Because this because is the kind of people that we're dealing with. The scripture, what it says in the scripture, that's the type of people we're dealing with. Yes, it is. Second Timothy, yeah. Yes, we are. It's ugly. It can make you that moment. That moment. It'll it passes as things do. But that's just where that's where I think we. We struggle with the flesh because the flesh feels all the things, fear, anxiety, the flesh. Yeah, uh, if you if you can, you know, lay hands on your sister and pray for her, you know. Ask God to send his angels to surround and protect her, you know. That's what I'm going to do. I mean, because we all need it. Yes, we with do. with you and with your daughter and all of us because, it, you know, just like, you know, what Cindy even said, you still watch out. She's young and very good looking. They will send, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, I'm telling you. The, for some reason, the serpent is always seduced by the lamb. You got to watch out. Yeah, I've heard even people say, you know, don't oh. let your your kids, your daughter, whatever, put, put pictures of themselves on Facebook. Like these people no, are picking no. picking out their next their victims, That's who they want to come for. And these MSA freaks are freaking it, are watching us on our computers and stuff, probably selling our picture when they see us just, I don't know, cleaning the refrigerator, dancing the Donald Trump. Like, you don't know how they think. Yeah. Like, well, they yeah, start we getting unnatural attachments. You know, some of these guys watch you for a long time and think it's in their sick, racist mind. You want them? Yeah. I mean, look at what they're really doing over in Europe. They have women and kids are being attacked, and these freaks are asking them, oh, Allah, did you like it? And who likes rape? You know, enjoy it? Really? really yeah, they need, they need our prayer, and we're, they need prayers. And the uh, Biden's already talked about, and Obama and Hillary Clinton of bringing large numbers over here. They've already brought a lot, large numbers of unvetted people. You know, I, I, they create all these, uh, it's, they've created all these uh, immigrants by bombing all this everywhere in Syria. You know, there's no place for the people to live anymore. But it's amazing to me when you see pictures of these migrants, people that are migrating, they seem to be a uh, fighting age between 20 and 30 years old. And they're male. You see very few women and children, very few. So that's all the, that's the only people that are displaced. Those are the ones that they're bringing in. And they've been bringing them into the cities. They have been busting them in from the southern border. They've been busting them into the interior of the country. You know, when you just really mentioned Second Timothy and how they're busting them in, I'm almost positive at, at, at the height, uh, not only of this program, electronic holocaust, uh, human trafficking, defilement, and the second in command is what our vice president did, and he said something so horrible three years three days ago. I want you, all of you guys to look at it. Yeah. And said it so nonchalant. Here we go. Like you said in Second Timothy. Listen, everything. Like, everything I said is perfectly normal. Yeah, that's how nonchalant he is about it. That's I mean, you know, yes. Do you know how bad that really looks? How I, don't think he, I don't think he got it, how ugly that really looks. No, because I think that's more normal there. Like we were talking about in Omaha, the Boys Town thing. That was years and years ago. And I'm sure that that's continued. You know, they never did actually do anything to anybody. Because they, I saw a film on a documentary where the the ones that were, they could get to testify um, Mm -hmm. that had grown up, I think they were probably over 18 at the time. And they were so intimidated uh, and threatened with prison and different things that they they all backed out from testifying. Wow. And then, then do you think some of them that still wanted to go further were probably quietly paid off? Sometimes they'll do that, too. Bribe you with money. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, that's right. You know, it goes back. Hush money, as they call it. Hush money. And that was a long time ago, and it had been already going on for many, many years. So I think there's just that it's just commonplace. Even though it's hard to imagine, I know when I first heard it, I I couldn't believe it that that there could be that level of depravity in our capital, and even Mm -hmm. you know in our. I just don't understand it. I, I really yeah, wickedness it is like our even in our uh, our noble high offices. There's such defilement. It's like, it's, you know, even in the White House resembles Sodom and Gomorrah. That's that you know when it's almost like when he did that, you guys. I really think like I just went through my mind being a target. How far up does this go, really? Well, I I think it's even higher than that because. Uh, when you think about all the tar- the targeting is primarily in those uh, in Canada, like I said, in the U.S. and especially in the U.K. That's the worst in the U.K. It is. It is. Really bad. Um, and they're very Canada, nasty in London, by the way, that they're targeting too. Trafficking is off the hook. Very nasty in London. Very, very yeah, wicked city. There's the a lot it. of people that are are fleeing. Uh, targeted people that are fleeing to I, I just listened to a video the other day of a guy that um, he was uh, uh, he was black but he he was targeted so severely that uh, he went to Af- he went to Africa I guess he knew some, knew some friends or whatever that lived there but so he was able to assimilate over there uh, whereas uh, you know I probably couldn't assimilate as easy and I don't know anybody either but exactly. uh, yeah but he went over there, and he his targeting stopped, and he's doing well, very well now. But oh my he, God! He, he made a video to tell to tell people what he went through in the UK and how he got out of it. Yeah, he had to go to he had to go to Africa to uh, get away from it. Yeah, it's it's really severe. It's real. I'm not lying, you guys. In the UK, it's some real freaks over there. Okay, Ireland too. Very bad. There are some. Yeah, real I know a pastor that was over there, and he he was working with he's working with kid, uh, orphans and um, and pastors in uh, Bulgaria, and he was having a lot of problems, like people showing up to uh, you know officials showing up to his door. And, that kind of stuff. So it was getting scary for him, and uh, he actually moved to Bulgaria and is uh, living with the, in the community that's very poor and helping. He's he's at, he didn't live there before. He was just raising funds to help them, the pastors that were there, and develop a church and school. Kids that had never even been to school over there, they didn't have working toilets or anything. But he's he's over there. He he had to leave the UK. Oh, you know, I don't know. He's doing something good, though. It's really horrible. It really is. We are living in last days. um, Pray for your your families. Pray for each other. Pray for our families. you know, I pray for all TIs too. Every day, I pray for TIs. You know, I know a lot of people don't use like to use the term TIs, but I don't know what you want to call them, what label you want to put on them. The people that are going through this, are suffering, uh, 
I pray, I pray in tears daily for all of us, even the ones I don't know. Because I know there's a lot of people suffering a lot worse than I am. I've seen videos of, of a lady who was in so much torture and pain, curled up on the in the floor in agony. So she was being, being hit, and that was her life. And you can see, you know, they want you to kill yourself and do something like that. It's just... It's horrendous. I don't know how they can do that to another human being. But, you know, they did that study. I don't know if, if you're familiar with it, where they um, they uh, took these people and they had a person in authority, like in the medical coat, tell them to turn on the electricity on a, a test subject that was supposed to be a volunteer on the other side of this wall. He was actually an actor pretending mm-hmm. to be electrocuted. And they were able to get 70% of the people to administer lethal doses of electricity. They would up it each time, and the person would scream as if they were being electrocuted. They got 70% of the people to do it because a person in authority told them to. Mm. That that says a lot about human nature. And I think that's where a lot of these perps come from. If a person in authority shows them this official-looking report about a person that's probably just made up, you know, they can produce anything. Or a person, or they're just suggested to, uh, like one neighbor was suggested to um, that when I went through my my security, one of my security clearances at the end of my career, that was suggested to my neighbor, she told me. I didn't know this lady hardly at all. She came down and, and was asking me questions if I was involved in a bank robbery. It had been suggested to her that, uh, mind you, he didn't say I was involved in a bank robbery, but he suggested to my neighbor that I may have had something to do with a supposed bank robbery in my town, uh, in my city, not my particular town. But I don't even know if there really was a bank robbery. I have no idea. They could have made that up, too. You know, they do that. But to put it in that lady's mind, she came and asked me. If I was involved in a bank robbery, she actually believed this man because it was an FBI agency, and he told her that. I don't even know. She had the nerve to come down there and ask me. I'm glad she did because I wonder why are they going around telling my, you know, they're supposed to in a clearance go around and ask your neighbors about you and, you know, what kind of a person you are, you know, that kind of sort of thing. You get neighbor, and I don't even really know my neighbors that well. But enough to wave, you know, or something like that. But other than that, I didn't really know them that well. But uh, to go around to my neighbors and make suggestions that I'm a criminal, a bank robber at that, a felon. You know, I've had I didn't even have had tips when I was younger, but that's about it. I've been a law abiding citizen, you know, my entire life. And That's I couldn't have got clearance and be in the federal government for 32 years if I hadn't been. But they, um, again, if the world has been, that's in the Bible somewhere too, the world is turned upside down. What's, what is bad is now considered good. Yes. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of us are um, 
the world itself, it's going to have opposition and revolt because uh, some of these senseless things, uh, I I think they've been dumbed down to a certain degree with this mind control, but I don't think any human being is that dumb. I think they're getting really, really proudful and boastful of their, you know, plan. Yeah. And I and I think it's going to shock them how much the people will push back. I don't think they really, you know, get how far they'll push back. I think the world is kind of getting divided up into who who will be in this thing and who won't. And I tell you what, I would rather be a TI than a perp. If you're a perp, you're on the wrong side. I think you are. I would rather be on the side of good and right than the side of... They're lawbreakers. They're liars. They're they're deceiving people. They're lying. Uh, they're slandering. Uh, they're pedophiles. They're thieves. They're breaking home. They're breaking into people's homes. There there's sexual crimes that are happening. You know, rapes, molestations, child. I mean, these are the criminals. I would rather be a T.I. than a perp any day. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to stand before God having done those things. Exactly, that I would hurt someone like that, you know. Even though I do. It, it, it has moments, but we will get through this. And maybe if they don't anticipate this dividing up, as you say. And again, I believe, proudful, I believe they thought their little agenda is going you know, take off like a hitch. I believe they're going to hit some snacks that people are going to, you know what I mean, say, uh-uh. Well, I think like all the, the Glenn Towers and all that stuff, I think ultimately it's for the for genocide. That's what I think. And all the people that are in denial that this stuff isn't happening, they're hiding their head in the sand. If you, t- you tell your friend or your family or whatever, and they're like, oh, no, that wouldn't be. I think everybody, it's for genocide. I think this is leading up for that purpose because the, the Georgia Guidestones and all that, it says how many, I don't know if that's a, you know, authentic thing or not, but I think, you know, everybody you hear talking, Bill Gates and Oprah Winfrey and all these people that are rich, they want to reduce the population hugely, you know. And But I've read the scriptures and I've seen the end. I've seen how, I see how it's going to end. And they're not going to get what they want. They're not going to get what they want. I don't believe they are. No, no, it's not going to happen like that. No. It's not going to be at all what they think. Um, It's hard right now. I have my moment of fear. That's people over. I don't know. I'm just a human being. I get really scared from moment that comes over me, you know. But uh, we have to feel the fear and, and do it anyway. You know what I mean? Because I believe, yeah, what you said is absolutely true. Just say, my needs get prayerful to God. It does pass over you. It really does. It does. It gets better. And, you know, it seems like it doesn't penetrate the things they do. When I really get serious and trust in God with this, and I, I turn it over to him. Because this is bigger than me. This is way bigger than me, me or anything that any of us can do, really. And he, but he, it's not bigger than him. And and I just remind him, you know, he's told, the, told us, you know, he's not given us a, 
spirit of fear, but of of a, uh, a sound mind. A sound mind, yes. That is what I'm about. Yes, it is. Because this is crazy making stuff, and it can make you feel that way, you know. But if you try to to remi- remind yourself, you know, get that word in you, and especially certain things like that, you can remind yourself. You know, when you're in the middle of Walmart and you're being circled and everybody's on the, you know, cell phone and they're all talking to each other and doing all this crazy stuff or following you around or hedging you in or all the stuff they do, the stupid stuff they do or the drama they create, you know, just try to be wise and, and, and not get entangled as much as possible. But just, you know, have those scriptures in your mind. God has given me... a, a He's, he's given me a peace that passes understanding, and he's given me a sound mind and not one of fear. And so, uh, you know, I'm just trusting, just remind him, I'm trusting you with this, you know. And that, that gets me through, and I really am at peace. And I wasn't for a long time. And when I first realized what I was going through, it, it really scared the dickens out of me, I have to say. And I was really physically in, in a lot of pain. And I noticed when I turned it over to God the first time, uh, things got better. I didn't seem to be getting injured as as much. And then um, then I let it. Then I kind of let my guard down, and I started getting scared again. And I started, you know, worrying about all the stuff going on around me. And I started getting hurt again, worse. So you know, I think they thrive on the fear or something too. So you know, if you're fearful, I think that threat makes it worse. But then I just went back. I thought, that worked before. I'm doing this again. So I just gave it to God, and I just trusting him with it and just pray in a good way to no harm to anybody. You know, I don't want to harm anybody. But, I, you know, I want this, you know, God to, to he's just. And it, and it got better again. It, it's not all the way gone. You know, I still... I can still feel things, you know, like, you know, sometimes I can feel pain or whatever. And I can measure the EMF in my house. It's really high. There's certain vents and places that it comes out of the vents. I think they've wired my house for it to have a high EMF. And they did something to my, my electrical outlets because I, I'd be gone. I'd come home and somebody had unscrewed my outlets. And uh, I was screwing back in thinking, what are they doing? You know, but then the next time I'd leave and come back, they'd be unscrewed again, you know. And But I think they were doing something to the electrical in my house. And they've even changed my, downstairs I have a family room. I think they go in down there because no one is ever down there. And they've set it where I can't turn the circuit breaker off. For a while I was turning my circuit breaker off from my bedroom so I didn't feel that electrical charge going through my body. And... um but they they set it to where I can't turn. It used to be I could, there was a circuit breaker to be able to turn that room, the power off. And I can't now unless I turn it off for the whole house. So if they've messed with my circuit breaker out in the garage. But they've done, they've done a lot of stuff. But I still have some pain every once in a while, but it's not, not like it was. It's, it's doable. Wow. Uh. I've only been on one of these calls once before, and after I after I got on that call, mm-hmm. I got hit really, really bad. <laughs> so um, I didn't. People have expressed that they have heard that a lot of times. Yeah, I got hit really, really bad. So I was scared to get back on for a while, 
But I, I thought, no, uh, it's very empowering to talk to other people that are. I'm glad you really came back and joined us tonight, and as well as this call, you know, because I, I understand, you know, like, like you said, they make us feel, <clears throat> you know, they hit us really bad. We're persecuted really bad. Right. But you know, it's like the, the scripture says, you know, we haven't been, we haven't suffered unto death, and like Christ did. So we're supposed to endure and be strong and be strong in the Lord and trust in Him. And I'm sorry for all the people who aren't Christians, and and I'm probably saying too much about about it. But it's it's really the only way. Ephesians six, read that. That's the only way to fight this. It's a spiritual battle, but it's it manifests in the physical. It is Satan works through people, just like God works through people. Satan and God aren't equal. You know, Satan's a created being. He's not on the same level as God, but he's a created being. And he does work through people, and he has his minions. You know, he may not be work. Satan may not be attacking us directly, but he sends his minions to do it. You know, there is a, a an invisible realm, and I think that even science is starting to understand there's an invisible realm. If you read anything about CERN, you know they're trying to bro- break through those other dimensions. Well, God has put those walls up there to protect us from what's in those dimensions, you know. They're not things that we want to be in this dimension. We don't want to have those things crossing over. But it does say in Revelation, they're going to open the bottomless pit. They're going to have a key. And actually, the CERN people have, have a huge key. they got a picture of them holding it. But the CERN machine, I think, is what's going to open the key to the bottomless pit. And there, you won't be able to send back what comes over <laughs> It's not going to be good, mm. and that's that's all. I know how it ends. If anybody could just read Revelation, you can see how it ends, and everything that's going to happen in the end times. Do you really feel strongly that we are? Well, we have a sign to know if we're living in the end time. Do you think we're living in the end time? I think we are, but I mean, I'm, I'm more, it just means society is really eroded. I don't see how much farther down we could get. I really don't. <laughs> it's pretty well, much in the trash. <laughs> you know, the pedophilia and all the, just the, the banking, you know, industry and all the, the criminal bankers and the, you know, the mafia type governments and, you know, everything is, is, I mean, they're robbing people. They're robbing taxpayers. I mean, the economies are about to collapse. You know, and that's one thing that's prophesied, too, in the Bible. You know, I mean, how far, how much more can they go? But we're already $22 trillion in debt. I mean, we're they're, we're hanging on by a string. I, I think, yeah, I think we are definitely in the end time. And there is going to be a, an economic collapse, and it is talked about in, in Revelation. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're headed for poverty because the masses are, you know, we're poorer than ever. You know what I'm saying? We really are. I think the whole goal is to suck the middle, suck the people of the world, suck all their resources. They want it all. Really. They want all your, your IRAs. They want your savings accounts, your checking account, your retirement funds. I mean, they want it all. And they want us on a more of a social.
fascist socialist. That means everybody, you know what I mean, the masses. You're all earn about the same. You want to move us, no homeowners. They want to, you know. Right. Well, like you said, uh, I tried to say something on that thing, which I don't know if any more of you do. What I've heard so far, and I've only been, me and Lillian only been targeted since May 2013 in Los Angeles, but what I've heard in a little over three years now being TI is that everything in our life could be screwed up, but for some reason it seems pretty much a go-ahead you can get your social security. So you understand that still buys into the what? The system. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I, says, I think there's going to be is a the government. You know what I'm trying to say? I think there's going to be a point they're going to pull everything. They've got Obama. One of his goals, I think, is going to get people dependent on the government. Mm-hmm. So people, you've paid in social security. If you worked all your life, you paid into that. That's yes. your money. It's you my money. It's not a handout, really. I don't see it as a handout. No, I don't. no, no. And they, they call it unfunded liability. No, you paid that. Just like I paid 9% of my salary for 32 years mm-hmm. into my retirement account. You know, I that was my, yeah, I paid probably a quarter of a million dollars into that thing. You know, if I would have invested a quarter of a million dollars, I would probably be a multimillionaire by now. But instead, the government took it, so uh, it's gone. Obama yeah. a few years ago borrowed. We were anytime the government would see an account in the black, like they started with Social Security, it was in the black. There was money in there. People were being paid, but they they cannot have anything in the black. They they took that money. Now there's no money in Social Security. Okay, it's in the red, and they call it an unfunded funded liability, like you're some charity case. No, you're not. You paid that, people paid that money, and they worked for years and put their mm-hmm. money in those accounts. That money was mismanaged. And the same thing when Obama, back in 2000, for years and years, Congress tried to get the federal retirement account because it was an account in the black as well. And he tried to, the, the Congress had tried to take those funds for a long time, but they weren't legally able to do it. And then Obama came in, and he is lawless. He just, if he wants to do something, he just does it. When they shut down the government, I don't know if you remember those years that oh, for, the, yeah. for about three months they shut the government down. He took the federal, from what I understand, this is what I understand, he took the federal retirement's money to run the government those three months. And he said, oh, I'll pay it back. I'll bet you anything he didn't pay that money back. We're probably in the red, too. And so, you know, I think, and like food stamps and stuff like that, I think he's going, he's got all these people that are dependent on these things to live, to survive, you know. And we want to help people that need need help. But um, I think he's going to yank it because he's, what, recently didn't he cut food stamps benefits for a lot of people? Yes, he did. Yeah, I think uh, he's, he's a Trojan horse. So a change is going to come. He's been uh, 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 they've all been hatching down. Whoever sat in that seat, if you know what I mean. But he has really made a lot of changes, if you know what I mean. And none of us thought it would be what it is. It's eight years later, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's going to. I think he's. If it's not him, it's going to be somebody else. I think they're all exactly people. anyone sitting in that seat. They are selected, not elected. They have uh, an actual boss, and it's not the American people. I'm sorry to say that. Right, and and it makes you wonder. I wonder. I don't even know what to think about Donald Trump. You know, I, you know, 
I believe in the Lord. I don't believe in a human being. And, yeah, and I, yeah. You can't get know. all that money without being playing the game, you know. Exactly, exactly. Gotta, so I don't have to think, you know, everybody thinks he's, you know, the big hope, but I just think our big hope is Christ, and he's going to come back. If, if he's not, if Christ didn't live and die for us and succeeded waiting to come back for us, we are in big trouble. Big trouble. And uh, and, and I'm not saying that, you know, the main truth about because of the target, but if you think about most of us are either divorcees, single women, but what most of our targets, very rarely are they are are targets, you know what I mean, younger than forty five. We're all going to be, you know what I mean, pretty much most of us are a lot of us are over fifty. So I guess telling people that's probably why you're gonna get your SSI anyway. You know what I mean? They already assess by your age what is the likelihood you'll even find employment at that age. Where they know if you're thirty, thirty five, somebody will hire you, that's very young still. You know? Well you make a good point because I think that they really don't want us those people who are on Social Security or retired or whatever that are drawing these uh, quote funded liabilities, as they call them, I don't think they want us. I think they want us to go away. They really don't want us to exist anymore. I really do. Uh, so they'll give you your SSI thinking you'll be tortured. You'll draw it for a while, but then you're quietly on a slow kill anyway. Do you think that's what they're quietly thinking? Yeah, I think they're slow killing people. I, I yeah, say. and they and yeah, and they know. And I wonder if they, you know what I mean. I think they. I and they think moved was, the finish line out on people. They moved for Social Security. They have moved it out so far that you're lucky if you ever even live long enough to draw a diamond. I don't know. What um, that's right. Most of it comes. It comes. Is it at sixty-seven now or sixty-seven? Maybe sixty-seven, sixty-eight, something like that. I mean, how many people oh, live long? And how many people true. do you know? Say you're a ditch digger. Are you going to be able to be digging digging ditches when you're uh, 65? See, that's true. You're not going to dig them you're like you did when you were 25, 35. You're going to feel kind of tired by 45, really, you know? Exactly. Or if you're in a highly technical field, are you still going to be sharp when you're almost 70 years old? Maybe. You might be, but mm-hmm. there's a good chance you might not be, especially if you're targeted. You may have Alzheimer's or, you know, or be sick. I, you know, I, yeah, I, mean, well, I heard it on one of the. I just remember it from you know what you've heard if you're doing any research, and that is that uh, not Dr. John Hall, but the other guy. What's the thing that? Uh, oh, we hear his name all the time. Everybody likes him, Robert uh, Duncan. Robert Duncan. You know how to tame soul, Project Soul Catch. He does a lot of books and stuff. Well, he was on really one of the calls. In fact, I believe when Derek was over freedom. But what did he say one night? With, you know, brace yourself. Uh, we'll be lucky if this ever gets exposed. It's a slow kill. Most of us will be dead. Maybe it'll come out in 25, 30 years, and they'll get a public pardon if he's got kids or grandkids, if there's uh, money or, or any kind of, you know, monetary award. It's, trust me, it will go to your heirs. I don't think any of us will be living. And he says, in the meantime, uh, they're still breaking your body down. If some of you think you have ideals that you can work, a lot of you are pulled from your job a few years before retirement. I felt like he was, when he said that point, I really listened in. I said that's what happened to me. And he said, "Well, if you," he said, "if any of you were really, um, they're damaging your body by these weapons and such." So you know, it's a lot of you got these hopes. That you're old, fifty and over. 
that you're going to go back and do a work or some, something similar, you're going to be very surprised. They're going to try to steer you to a, a position that's going to not pay you very much, but you're starting to you feel bad because your body's being attacked. Um, I would suggest all of you go out to Social Security. You can claim your injuries as something other medical and get your Social Security so you'll have some place to live and um, you put dinner on the table. You don't want to starve until what happens needs to happen. Um, it's your money to go down there. You know, that's how he felt about it. Yeah, but I... I and you know, a lot of times, remember, you get Social Security disability when you have even, remember this targeting, you have emotional issues, too. You know what I'm saying? You I think get it's your, getting harder, harder to get that. I think people get, are dying waiting to get it. To get a, a date in court, they get denied right off the bat, and then they, you know, they just, some of them don't live long enough to get to court. It takes a long time. Oh, my time. God. It takes a long time. And then if you don't have a, a Social Security disability advocate or lawyer, you can also get, you know what I mean? I would get a lawyer right away. That's what I would suggest. What? If you have to file for disability, I would suggest getting a lawyer to help you with that right away. Yeah, because it's they're better, still, cause they, yeah. they give you backdated Social Security, and the lawyer takes a portion of that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's better to, to give up a portion to not, than to not get it at all. That's how I feel. Pay the piper, you know what I mean? Because also remember, uh, I don't know if you mentioned it that far, but I do believe, well, you know what, you, you can't help but believe it because, you know, being a target and off during the daytime, you do, when you watch TV, you do see a lot of their commercials. And I began, like, thinking, I said, why are they advertising that way? I bet this is more difficult to get. And if they're in that business, they know all the, you know, ins and outs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't watch TV anymore. I I got me one of those uh, Google Chromecast things where I can just watch my YouTube videos on my TV. And oh, that's I good. Did, yeah. yeah. I did have UVerse TV for a long time, but I think that AT and T was complicit, and they were part. They were doing stuff to the receivers I had in my house that were using them to uh, spy on us, and uh, mm-hmm. some of the technicians they sent out here. One of them did something to the, there was a like a battery charger thing for the whole mm-hmm. system, I guess, if the power goes off. He hit a button on that standing right in front of me with this really scary, malicious look on his face, and something hit me, something like a waves of, I don't know if it was microwaves or what. But as soon as he pressed that button, he said he needed to press it to reset the system, and he was watching to see my reaction. That's how I know he knew what he was doing. I was hit so bad that I was ill for several days, and I was incoherent for at least two days. I couldn't even speak sensibly. I don't know what it was. And so I just, I got, I took all my AT&T receivers, unhooked them, and I had AT&T security too, but it never helped me because I think they they knew how to disconnect my AT&T security and uh, come in my, they got in my house anyway, and I never got any notices that my house was broken into, and I know it had, it was. I took everything out, and I threw it in the closet. So I still have it for my Internet, but I, I got rid of the TV, even though I still pay a little bit for it because it's combined with my Internet. But I don't have it hooked up. I just use a Google Chromecast, and that I can watch... Um, Hulu, and, you know, it's a small fee for that, Netflix, and 
my YouTube videos. I, I didn't watch that U-verse anyway. I don't watch, you know, dirty movies or any of that kind of stuff. I don't like the movies they make. They're all dark. and They're about witchcraft. They're about, you know, I don't know. They're just about weird themes. Everything's very dark and deaf now. Mm-hmm. It is. It's depressing, yeah. But yet yeah. not about the real inner struggles and turmoils of life and reading it life on its own terms, which is good, bad, and, you know, it's life. Some days, you know, you get your name on it and you win. Some days it's not feeling you, you know. And that's, that is the real life, you know. But, you know, yeah. we get through it. And the sun is with well, you. You were talking about the Illuminati and Hollywood and all that. You know, yeah, that's they don't. Oh, that's just that's straight up Satan. Stuff. I'm telling you. That's how they really roll. Oh, and they do some. Now, this is the part that most of you guys didn't know because we had a young lady that uh, jumped joined in last week, jumping to the New York City area, the Big Apple. But boy, does she understand the entertainment industry. I'm talking about people that are known or famous have money, but this is going to really blow all you guys' mind. They are targeted, too. Can you imagine being able to buy anything, do anything you want, but you are still tortured and targeted? They're owned. They're owned. Janet Jackson is having a baby, but Janet Jackson is a targeted individual. They keep it even more in the hush-hush. That's why a lot of these stars and stuff, they have drinking problems and drug problems. They have a major, major unhappiness that some of us could not even imagine. These people don't take baths. They don't look in mirrors. They're depressed. Well, yeah, and that's a lot of it can happen when you're targeted, you know where you don't, and in fact, you really have to make an effort, you know. Yeah, you, yeah, you do. But, you know, I find it scary to take a shower because I don't know, am I being watched? You know, <laughs> yeah, it really. It creeps yeah. me out. I just, I'm quick. I get in and I get out. Because uh-huh. I never thought in my life, my lifetime, that my final years in this world would be in a world like it is now. Couldn't even conceive of such a thing. I was born 1954. Mm-hmm. You know, and I look back and, and, you know, you see, like, I like that show, The Gilmore Girls. I kind of like that show. It's just like a fa- families and people and relationships and stuff. And it's a quaint little town and everybody kind of likes each other and they're all kind of quirky and nice. But that to me is, that's not real anymore. It maybe maybe it wasn't always completely real, but you know, things used to be a lot better where neighbors helped each other. Mm-hmm. You know, people used to be kinder like, to each other. They really used like, to be very much if, more kinder. Even out in like the farming community and stuff, if somebody was sick, people would come over or help you build your barn, or you know, they they exchange crops or they come over and help you with your crops if you get sick or. You know, people were just there for... We don't live in that kind of world anymore. I know. If you live in the country, you are in danger, you know, because my dad, he's passed away now. But he, you know, you're in danger. He had to sleep over at his new house he was having built because the appliances were delivered because somebody would break in. If the house was unoccupied, he slept on the hard floor because it had appliances that had been delivered so it wouldn't be stolen. And they had uh, meth houses and all meth labs and all this stuff out there in the country. I mean, it's bad. It's worse than in the city. 
You know, some people have told me that. Uh, even, uh, it, uh, it's not great, and when are uh, supposed to be a town of our birth, it's not all that happening. But I felt at the time that it was so new to the targeting that Los Angeles was like on fire. I was in the, I felt like I was in the belly of the beast. I'm not lying. It was bad. Uh, what happened? Uh, when we uh, felt like we were uh, stalked out of Los Angeles. It was really bad in L.A. I never saw, I never knew how, how Satanism is really involved. I guess, you know, when they want to stay hidden, and they can be hidden in plain sight, you just don't know how they really roll. Uh, yeah. I think I worked, Lillian six. still, she's got a kidney transplant, so it wasn't dialysis anymore, but I'm the older sister, prim- primarily the bedridden, and Lillian gets disability because she's disabled, of course, but I worked, two sisters, spinster sisters, went to church, this, I thought, you know, making the rent, living for the city, didn't buy, but I had, no, we both were very, we looked at each other at one point, she goes, I didn't know the city was so satanic, I said, I didn't know it was like that either, but I was kind of like, it seems like they hide very well, almost in plain sight, you don't really know until they, you know, jump on you. It's astonishing to think that that exists at that level, and it really does. Yes, it does. It's hard to imagine. I mean, I, these people are so deceived because, you know, I'm going back to Scripture again, sorry, but it says, you know, Satan can't come to steal, kill, and destroy. And that that's what all this is about. Okay, that's what he came for. But he's not on, you know, these people, they, they're calling on Satan for power and all that. He doesn't care about them. He wants to kill them too. Yeah, and they're going to be outdone when he kneels down and says, Jesus is Lord. See, that's the whole thing. He got kicked out of heaven, and he's, you know, he's in hell on earth, because this is his world. But deep down, he still wants God to take him back and love him. Can you, you believe that? Yeah. After he, all yeah. the all the things he does, he still wants God's favor. Can you believe that? I don't know if he wants God's mm-hmm. favor. I know he hates God. Well, he hates human beings. Mm-hmm. Because, oh, he hates us more because he felt like God preferred us over him or something, you know? Right. And he knows that it says right now we're a little lower than the angels. But, mm-hmm. you know, once we're revealed, you know, those pe- those that are in Christ, you know, we, we'll have a, we have a special place prepared for us. The angels are here to serve us, actually. Uh, well, then they should be fighting the bad angels, right? Yeah, that's why you can call on him. In fact, it says in Scripture that if you're a believer, you know, every believer has, uh, I don't know where it is and I have to find it, but every believer has angels assigned to them. You have at least two angels assigned to you for your protection. And if you look back in your life, if you're even before you were a believer, because for a long time I wasn't a believer and I was an atheist, but I look back on it and I see so many times that my life was spared. Or so many times that, you know, I was directed. Even I didn't deserve it. I was a hardcore atheist, you know. God didn't owe me a thing. You know, I deserved death just like every sinner, you know. But he was so gracious to me because God sees the beginning from the end. He It's like yes, a parade. Yes, it's like does. a parade, you know. We're standing on the parade route. We can only see what's right in front of us as it passes. You know, but God is above all and he sees the beginning from the end. So he already knows who's being saved. And Satan puts it, I think Satan already knows that too, because I think he can see that light that's in people. There's a 
a light that are in, you know, you might not even be a Christian, but you're, you're probably, if you're in this program, you're probably a pretty upright person, you know, just. I think so. Yeah, I don't say that. Yeah, they seem very, you know, genuine. Yes, they do. So, like, our community is very genuine. Yeah. You're a person that stands up for someone who's an underdog, or uh, you're a person that stands up for what's right. You try to live your life in a way that's honest and Mm -hmm. and true. And you you don't like evil, you know, you don't don't levitate to it. So, and Mm -hmm. Satan can see that. And I think he does put it in people's hearts to hate those people. And because a lot of times you'll find, well, why does that person hate me? I never did anything. So exactly, yeah. I don't mean, even, even know why they hate me. They don't even know why. They're controlled. Yeah, some of them, they don't even know why, yeah. No, most of them, they have no idea. Who, and the Bible says that, you know, if you're not a child of God, if, and you not everybody born is a child of God, just because That's you're true. a human being, you are not a child of God. You are a child of wrath. You are a child of Satan. And Jesus said that. And uh, it's not until you're born again. What? And that sounds like a cliche, but to be born again is to go through that transformation where God actually shows you who you are and you go through a repentance. I mean, it's, it's hard. When you go through it, you know you've been through it. Because he, you know, that's what he did with me. He showed me who I really was. And when I did, I mean, and I always thought I was a pretty good person, you know, like everybody. Yeah, I tried to be polite to people and so forth. But he showed me through his eyes who I was. And I tell you what, it, it really broke me. And uh, I, I cried. But they were healing tears. They weren't bad tears. They were healing tears. And I was transformed from that time on. I was a new, and it says you're a new creation in Christ, and that, that happened to me, so I know it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. So, and anybody, just go to go to God, you know, and I wasn't looking for him when he called me. I'm so thankful and grateful to him that he did, but you can go to him. You know, he said, you know, mm-hmm. you know, knock, and he'll open up to you. And even if you're perpetrating. <laughs> If you repent, you know, you can go to him and he will come in. You know, he'll come in and say, suck with you. In other words, he'll commune with you, you know. And Jesus is real. He really did live. And when he was resurrected, it was witnessed by 500 people. It was documented. His life was documented more than any other person in history. It it is reliable. And it, it is true. And you know it's true if you read the Bible Everything about him, there were like 300 prophecies of his first coming. He was going to be a Nazarene. He went to Nazarene. He he moved. He left. He was going to be born in Bethlehem. It said uh, he was going to be a Nazarene, which he moved. That his family moved to Nazareth. Uh, oh, it's just a whole list of things. How he rode in on a donkey, you know. Jerusalem, yes. Yeah, that was prophesied. You know, there's like 300. Prophecies and the the chances of those things happening by chance are just astronomical. There's no way, and there's even there's like I don't know there's like a thousand or more prophecies of a second coming, so it's even more sure. So and it's starting to happen. Just it talks about in the Bible this alliance between Russia, Iran, uh, China. 
that's happening. It's never happened before that Russia and China were aligned, ever. This has never happened. It, it prophesied about uh, Israel becoming a nation again. That's never happened anywhere. Where a nation and a people were completely scattered, that's prophesied too. That, that was prophesied. Mm-hmm. They'd be scattered. They were. And they would be re, uh, regathered. Okay? And it's, just, it's all there. All you have to do is read the scripture, and you'll see it. And that's how I got saved. I read it, and I saw it for myself. Did you notice when you began, when you surrendered to him, did your life, like, open up? Did you feel such more content, fulfillment? Oh, my gosh. I, was, I wasn't targeted at that time, I don't think. But um, I just felt this tremendous peace and happiness that, I, you know, I could still have problems and I still had things going on and difficulties, some pretty bad difficulties. Mm-hmm. But because um, a lot of times you're in the middle of a lot of difficulties when you get saved because you weren't saved and you created a lot of problems for yourself. But, um, yes, I remember sitting in a room, my little girl coming in, and I would be reading my scriptures, and I just, my husband was in the living room, and I just felt it was just the most peaceful time of my life. And I, I, I was never more happy in my entire life. Wow. Do you think you were targeted from your job? Do you ever wonder how this happened to me? Or do you think the devil literally can get into anyone's being or his angels or, you know, there's people, secret cabals, basins, all of that. Are they really like his soldiers that just walk the planet looking for more lambs to slaughter? Isn't it? Is it just that simple? It doesn't have to be anything you did. Just they, you, you know. Satan, he he goes around the the world looking for he, who he can devour. Mm-hmm. You know, so you need that protection of, of Christ. You know, you need to be in Christ, and then you it says you have the power to tread on scorpions, and and they represent demons or or evil. You know, you have power over those things. You know, like those people that say this. I believe these people that say they're say they're they're mm-hmm. UFO abductees mm-hmm. or whatever. I don't know what dynamic is happening there, whether they actually leave, whether there's a, di- a demon presenting himself as that. I don't know what's going on there, okay? But I know that they have, that I, I kind of studied that. Who is it that's having that happen? And the people that were, ha- they were either New Agers, and, and forgive me if there's Catholics on here, they were Catholic, which I, I really recommend come out of the Catholic Church, come out of that. Uh, oh, I'm very ignorant of it. I was saw Southern Baptist and African American, so I don't. But I don't know very much. I think I went once with a, a girlfriend in junior high, but I don't really recall it. It's very quick. It was a mess. Uh, it's a, but, a lot of kneeling and standing up, reading. It was very formal. It was, it was very yeah, efficient. It's just a religion. Yeah. It's just a religion, and and any time you come into a religion that's trying to direct you to a person, whether it be Joseph Smith. You know, that's what my family was into when I was a kid. Uh, okay. Joseph Smith stuff. Uh, it, they, Christ is the focus. And even the Pope has come out and said that it is dangerous to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Well, that's so contrary to Scripture. They want you to be a Catholic, not a, not a believer or a follower of Christ. Or to have wow. a relationship. They want you to have a relationship with them. Okay? But, you know, I don't want to offend anybody. But... Mm-hmm. 
all the people that I saw that were having this phenomenon happens to them uh, were people that are vulnerable. They're New Agers, they're, they're Catholics, or they were atheists, you know, or had no, no faith at all. But the people, and the UFO community knows this now, if those people that called on the name of Jesus during one of these so-called abductions, whatever's happening there, I don't know, uh, they disappeared. They absolutely, it stopped immediately. But the UFO, UFO community will not let people know that. If, now, let me get this right, what you just said again. The UFO, if you say it's a UFO, it stops? Well, you know how people say they were abducted or whatever. Oh, by aliens? And I, believe, I believe something is happening to them. What it is, I don't know. But it's demonic. It's not of God. And what they, the people that have called on the name of Jesus at the time that this abduction is happening to them, uh, if it's that, that, that abduction or that scenario that's happening to them ends immediately. And the UFO commu- community, the people that are head of that and are making a lot of money on books and conferences and all that stuff, they know that. They know this, but they don't want the people to know it. And, and to me, how, how selfish can you be if you know the key to, to save these people? These people are, are desperate because they're terrible. They're as desperate as people who are targeted individuals. Because there's terrible things happening to them, they have no control. That's what I'm saying. All this stuff, that part, that's part of the truth. The spiritual battle. I, I just thought, and, and you know, I, uh, I'm not argumentative, but I know people have talked about the aliens and stuff. Because I wanted to know, like, what the shit they, what do they look like and stuff. Um, and then people have said it's not, you know, the voices and stuff. It's an AI, artificial intelligence. It's not a real person. But I'm telling you, my sister, they talked to her constantly, and she really broke it down. She just looked at me and lit a cigarette. She goes, if the IQ can't be above 90, this is not Terminator, Reese World. This isn't, these are some idiots. These are some pernicious um, I, neighbors that live near us. They're, I should have saying, they're new I She said they're sensing. She said she senses them, even hearing. She doesn't hear the voices like like I talk to her. She says, like in my sensing panel, and they get there first before I can answer. Lillian looks at me. Um, she goes, they are. I, yeah. She said, it's not. It's there's, a, there's a man who does demonic delivery. He's a Christian. And I saw, watched his video the other day, and uh, this was very interesting because he did deliverances for people. But what he is finding now, before it used to be, you know, people were really, you know, did, there were people demon possessed. There was a lot of from Jesus' day. That was one of the things he did more than anything was cast out demons. But he said, he said, there are, it's not just that there's demons, okay? There are, some people are having problems with demons, but there is B2K is a real thing and it is really happening. It's a technology and it's two separate things. Okay. They, they look similar. That's why they try to lock people up. They think they're schizophrenic or whatever, but there really is a B2K and it's, and he said he not only, uh, he is starting to have problems with the B2K as well. And he does a deliverance ministry from uh, demonic things you know, when people are having problems with demonic. But he said that there's definitely, there's both. There is really a, it's not the same thing. 
You see what I'm saying? So your sister is more than likely a victim of B2K. She, no, she didn't get like angry at me. She's really breaking it down because she said it's not intelligent. I don't think I imagine that would. It's not. She goes, it's real voices. She kept saying, human beings, pernicious neighbors with some kind of equipment able to talk to me, but when I hear them, the hearing is different. Not in my ears, not like I hear you, not like I hear the TV, not like I hear, you know, when we go to the store and they it's hearing on my sensory panel. She says, under, it's a different kind of hearing. Yet I hear them clear, but different than my yeah, ears. That has to be the most horrendous thing that a targeted individual goes through. It has to be. They're like you know, literally under your skin. It's really horrible. And even like Rihanna's rap songs, you know, and the voices are in my head. A lot of people in the arts have B2K. I just just can't believe sometimes. Well, I can't believe, but I can. It must be the worst. To be targeted yeah. with money and wealth. That's got to suck. I feel for her. I really do. I do too. To, to be Hillary Clinton, even, no matter what she says or does, to be in the political forefront for the last, what, 30 years and to be targeted. That's got to suck. You know what I mean? Or yeah. Obama's daughter always being photographed with pot. That's got to suck. She's, if she's committed crime, which it appears that she she has, they should arrest her and put yeah, her in due process. Yeah. yeah. You don't they don't they don't need to be doing that kind of stuff. No, that's that is a human rights violation that's uh that is a horrendous, horrendous thing to do to a person. Mm-hmm. You know, go put give that give her due process. Bring her up on charges, present evidence. You know, if there's a crime committed, do that. You know, you don't just do this stuff, you know. No. Really no one deserves that, no matter how wicked they are. No, no matter how wicked. And you know what? I don't know if you you know, we don't know, but I don't see Trump as someone quiet about that. He'd be pissed off. Okay, this yeah. is me, you know, this is a New York guy. He's pretty blunt. He'd be pissed off. I, I'd be really being prayer for your sister. I, that's just... That's why there's a lot of people that do commit suicide. Mm-hmm. Because, well, if, especially if you don't know the Lord, if you not don't have a relationship with Christ, and, and you, like when I was an atheist, I didn't think there was anything after death. So, you know, if you killed yourself, you'd be, be, you'd be better off. That's the way you would be thinking, you know, mm-hmm. that you put an end to this, whatever. But, there, you know, you're, there is something on the other side, and you're going to have to answer, you know, to kill yourself is murder, you know. But And I, and I, I don't, don't think in the Bible he wants that from us or against our belief, really you know, to believe in him. I don't think he wants us to go out that way, you know what I mean? I, I don't, he doesn't really do address suicide. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not addressed in the Bible directly other than you, you're not supposed to murder. Um, and I was assuming that's yourself. But I'm sure... I, and I don't want anybody to to commit suicide. No, 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 never. Actually, no. I'm going to say this on our call right now until the end. Don't any of you even consider it? No, no, don't. Yeah. 
And I can yeah, also I can't stress it enough. Try to call some of the calls that may come in. If you don't know during the week, you can go over a few numbers. Every moderator has a different, you know, style or topic. But, you know, it may be on a, a night that you just really need to hear a comforting voice. It could be tortured so much. And, it, you know, maybe a paranormal call, something opposing that you're not interested. But I will say this, even to hear those voices or, uh, you know, the right way, voices on the line, of course, uh, right. talking at that moment can give you comfort. Now, the topic may not interest you whatsoever. You know, as everybody has their right, you know, uh, whatever their theme of their call. However, even if you want to chime on, you know, you can say, well, I, I did hang out for about a half an hour to an hour. But you know what? I, I felt the, my fear of the torture went down a little bit. It distracted me a little bit. Um, maybe someone said some joke that was funny. I laughed a little bit. Something. Right. Anything that gets you, know, you out of that mindset. Anything. The first time I called in, and I only called in one time before on another one. It wasn't this one. But, you know, I felt so empowered after that. You know, Mm -hmm. just to, you know, because I was so alone in my little world, and, you know, nobody wanted to believe me, and I knew what was, I knew that what I was going through, and I knew it was real, you know, but it was very disheartening, you know, that uh, a good Christian friend that I had, you know, told me, oh, well, I just, why would they do that? You know, I don't believe that, you know. And I'm like, why would you not believe me? I'm not prone to lying, you know. I'm not prone to making things up or, you know. Still don't figure out the angle that, well, the angle, because I still, okay, I still struggle. I'm a street kid one way or the other. But what is the angle that Snowden is going into to pass out the flyers and open up? What do you think because I think this is the caboodle. We are the caboodle. And I have a strange feeling that Snowden is probably targeted to it. Maybe who, 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 of a, who, I think Hillary? Snowden is, uh, yeah, uh, Snowden. Uh, Snowden. Okay. I think, he, I think he's targeted. He I think he's targeted to you. Has anybody actually heard from him? Because remember that, uh, what do they call that code? Uh, 2020 uh, when he's on that? The bug out code. Or something like that, where if you don't, these people that use it, like Snowden had one, it's a really long, huge, like three line of weird characters and numbers and all this, like three lines of this. And if he didn't get on his computer every day, then this program would automatically uh, click on and send out this, this code. And that would mean that would signal that he was in some kind of either he's dead. He, he didn't log on his computer, so something's wrong. Something's happened to him, and that actually was tweeted out that code. And that means that the people that he's given that code to, they have like documents and you know whatever instructions what to do or whatever. But that happened. Has he been heard heard from? Uh, well, I know you have to speak out. He's trying to get a pardon um, uh, back into our country. And the, what, uh, Obama's trying to call. Well, you know, his movie premiered last night, Snow, about Snowden. I know, but has anybody actually seen him or heard from him? That I don't know. Because that code did go out, and I never heard any more about it. People were wondering if he was dead. Because if you don't... 
you know, a lot of people set those up. If you don't log on your computer every day, you know, then it automatically kicks off this program that sends that code out to certain people, and then they know. Or, no, it was tweeted. And then the people that would know have the code, they have a matching code, so they would know that's what it was, that he's either in trouble or gone in hiding or something's wrong. And I hadn't heard any more about that. But anyway. I hadn't. Well, uh, interesting. I hope that um, it's not even just that like all my hopes and dreams are on him. It's on everyone. I do feel that this is pressing in the door, especially, okay, another good source is coming out. A warrant was out for Amy Goodman's arrest. Just a week ago, she went to the North Dakota for the pipeline protest. Again, our media is not showing this, but the her and Jill side, who's running on the green tickets, warrants were issued for oh, their yeah. arrest. Yeah. So they're, you know what I mean? They're pressing on all of us, tortured individuals as well as whistleblowers. They're getting exactly the same treatment we're getting. They're, you know what I mean? It's getting, it's, I think it's, the tide has got to turn in our favor. Uh, I think they're getting I mean, desperate. I think they're getting desperate because, you know, um, they're running out of time. And they've got this certain agenda. They want that pipeline or they want, uh, you know, the uranium or whatever it is. That's, all that stuff that's going on out there in um, Oregon or where. where exactly. It seems like Hillary is countering for them as hard as she can, but they're even targeting her. So I don't know which way is it. Cause well, they're trying to take away people's ranches and stuff like that because there's minerals and and stuff that, um, that's on that land. And the okay. federal government, it's just kind of like when the Indians got ran out, you know, and they get some land to settle on, and then they, the federal government decide, you know, they get a treaty or whatever, and the federal government decide, oh, well, we want that now because, you know, they got gold there or whatever they might have. And so they would run them out again and run them off somewhere else. And I, I see it as the same kind of thing. And it's for if they, if That's what's going on in the Middle East. It's like, you know, it, like Afghanistan. Why did we go to war with Afghanistan after 9-11? That made no sense at all. Well, the poppy fields are over there. That's where all the drug trade comes from, and that's how all the black ops are funded. It's through uh, drugs. The government's in the drug trade. And they've got the military guarding the poppy fields. That's what it is. That's, it's all about um, a special interest, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and it, so it's it's not even just the government. I think it goes beyond that. You know, it's just uh, you got Soros and the Rothschilds and all this stuff, Rockefellers, and you know, the head of the top of the food chain. And you know, if we get in the way of that, then you're going to get targeted. And then, uh, and what are we? Are we target practice or the slow kill program, Agenda Twenty One? Killing us off? Um, well, I, I really think they're testing a lot of the technology on us. Okay, lab rat. More of a lab rat. Guinea pig lab Well, rat. I think it probably varies, you know, different people get on it for different reasons. But I think I think that the end game is genocide, is their plan. But they're not yeah. 
going to get it. There's somebody else in control that has a say. And that's God. Father God, he's he's in control. He's there for you. It says in the Bible, we live and move and breathe and have our being because of him. And they live and move and breathe and have their being because of him. So, you know, they're not all that they think they are. No, they're not. They're mortal just like we are. And God keeps, you know, he... He'll allow certain things. I just had a lamp burn go out on me. Um, oh, yeah. I want to let you guys know. Oh, I'm going to announce that, you guys. Uh, 12.57, I'm in I'm Central Time. I'm sorry. If the uh, call is probably going to end in the next couple of minutes, and it's kind of uh, damp where I'm living, and it just uh, started again, but I'm not feeling very well. Uh, oh, you sound good. Yeah, it started. Yeah, I'm starting to get yeah, kind of allergies. It's just kind of uh, it's starting the weather's starting to cool back. I'm yeah, I'm about an hour from Chicago, so it's starting to get yeah. I think our summer days are over. I want to apologize for dominating the conversation. Okay, well if we suddenly abruptly turn off, I'm just letting you guys know because I'm looking at my time on my uh. Yeah. yeah. Laptop here is yeah. So if it's Eastern time around two, you guys are going to. And normally I would go ahead and click on after four hours, but um, I'm starting to get hoarse tonight. I'm definitely going to take a, a you know a tablet. But I want to thank you all for joining the call and um, stay careful. Thank you. Thank you, thank you for joining, and I hope you join the organization. You heard Darlene as our president, and regardless of what she's going through, announce that to all of you. The congressional request for congressional hearing has been submitted with the original affidavit. She's talking a little bit on this lawsuit because the decision she does feel some of our members are way too tormented and tortured. She doesn't know, you know, in legality what I got out of it, you know, you want, yeah, you want to make sure your troops are ready to go. You know what I'm saying? And that's what they unfortunately take away from us. It's very sad. Yeah, it is. No matter how moments my sister can be quiet, all of a sudden they can really rile her. She's like a rabid dog. You know what I'm well, thank you, Lauren. Very thank you very much. You. Take care. And um, another call, she doesn't. She, she's spiritual, and that's Renata. She's on talk show tomorrow. She's in Cali, in California, and they she start about three o'clock Eastern time. Um, her code now is they says, and that's always on talk show. She's a good moderator. Renata's uh, call is one one four six one six, and. Um, She's on Sundays, 3 o'clock Eastern Time, 12 noon. She's spiritual. She's also very, very forthright. And uh, Darlene will be back with us next week, Saturday, 6 o'clock. And my call will be 10 o'clock. But I want to thank you all for joining in the call and listening and sharing and learning. And the main thing is, Just encourage you know, we just encourage everyone, just relax, God's in control. Thank you. So now I'm going to go ahead and end our recording. I'm listed on TalkShoe with the call letter. If you ever want to go back on this episode, they are recorded so you can um, 
listener talk show. Let's send our recording list here. And how do you listen to it?